I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. You're listening to Mike Check, the podcast where two comedians go through the filmography of Mike Myers just to check if they're good or not. My name's Alexi Toliopoulos. My name's Cameron James. Now listen to the show, baby. Groovy, shagadelic, enjoy your life. Donkey. Excellent. It's my check, it's my check, the podcast by Mike Myers. And to be clear, I am Lothar of the Hill People, JK. It's Alexi. And Cameron as well. We are two film critics, esteemed film critics, who have had much, much success on the Blank Slate Movie Podcast, and now we think we have what it takes to do a very specific spin-off podcast, where we look into the life of one actor and the work of one actor and performer and writer. An artist. An artist. And what is that man's name? His name is Mike Myers. Yes. He's You're a- listening to Mike Check. This is Mike Check. What is Mike Check? What is Mike Check? <laughs> okay, Mike Check is a deep and insightful journey into mm. the career of Mike Myers just to check if his movies are good or bad, basically. That's basically the mission statement, right? Yeah, we're just checking in just to make sure they're cool because we love Mike Myers. Listen, we we adore Mike Myers. Yeah. We were raised on Mike Myers. We love Mike Myers. <laughs> we love him. I love Mike Myers and also I love gold. But I don't want to jump ahead. <laughs> yeah, let's not get too far ahead. We do, this is our first official episode. We did, we have an episode zero. If you're missing out on episode zero, head back into the podcast feed. Listen to episode zero. What we do on that, we go through all of his films and just say if we've seen them, if we haven't seen them. It goes yeah. for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, maybe the most boring <laughs> podcast in recorded history, but at the very oh, least boy. it's short. At least it's short, but it definitely feels long. It we, definitely, it I got long bored during Because it. we are just going through Mike Myers' IMDb page and going, have you seen that one? I don't know. I can't remember. Was it good? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Yeah. And then here's the weird thing. We went through all of them. And then someone on Twitter still said, I think you missed one of his yeah, movies. So we will be going back to re-record it. Yeah, we're going to do the do whole it, thing gonna, again. I was hoping we could drop back in, like just 
open it up in yep. garage band, drop in, drop, drop in, in. So I married an axe murderer, then pull out like fucking heist style. All right, let's. I'll go through it real quickly again, just in case you've missed out. Speed round. If you're not going through back of them, Wayne's World from 1992, 1993. So I married an axe murderer. That's the one we left out last time. <laughs> but my work is not done. Let's keep going. 1993 again, Wayne's World 2. 1997, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. 1998, 54. 1998, The Thin Pink Line. 1998, Pete's Meteor. I'm busy boy that year. 1999, Austin Powers, a spy who shagged me. 1999. Excuse me, Mystery Alaska, nineteen. Uh, sorry, two thousand one. Shrek, uh, two thousand two. Austin Powers in Gold Member, two thousand and three. Nobody knows anything. That was one we totally missed out on. Hmm. He played eyewitness, and I <laughs> is and the word I is in like a uh, quotation marks. Eyewitness. I reckon he's blind. That's yeah, my guess for that that's one. That's a gag in the credits. Yeah, I reckon that's pretty he's, funny. Actually, he's blind, but he was like he witnessed something. 2003, the cat in the hat. He played the titular cat. Uh, and he, I only guess what he was wearing in there. He was wearing a hat. Uh, 2003, Shrek 4D. 2003, A View from the Top. Shrek 2000, 2004, we've got Shrek 2. 2006, we have a movie called Home where he played himself. Don't know what that is. 2007, Shrek the Third. 2008, this is so boring, even going really <laughs> fast. Even going fast is boring. Uh, 2008, The Love Guru. 2009, Inglorious Bastards. 2010, Shrek Forever After. 2012, he played uh, in a short film co- called Oscar Etiquette. 2013, he's in a movie called Being Canadian. 2013, he made the documentary Superman's The Legend of Shep Gordon. And, and then? 2015, he's in one called I Am Chris Farley, where he talks about his mate Chris Farley from Saturday Night Live. Now, guys, if you're not really following what's going on here, Alexi and I are making a solemn vow every single week mm-hmm. to watch one of the Mike Myers canon, we're going to go through in chronological order. Chronologically. We're also going to go through them chronically. We're yeah, we're actually, going to smoke some weed. We're going to get ripped to shreds. We're going to blaze, and then we're going to have be some... Amazed be amazed. Be amazed, that's By right. the talents of Mike Myers, who is one of the most gifted actors to ever grace the silver screen. And it's funny that you mention the SNL one, because that's probably where we're going to need to begin, right? Yeah, well, we have planned this, actually, to, <laughs> to, start, to talk about... The Saturday Night Live, the best of Mike Myers. Now, this is a DVD with a green cover and photos of Mike Myers on it. It includes many of his best sketches from the TV show Saturday Night Live. Many of his most famous characters, such as Wayne Campbell. Lothar of the Hill People. (laughs) Linda Richmond. Um, Shrek. Sprockets Man. His name is Dieter. (laughs) Dieter Dieter Von Teese. Naked Boy in Bath. British man. Middle-aged man. Oh, that actually is a character <laughs> he plays on this thing. Lots of men. You'll know that you'll notice that there aren't many women that he plays. Just Linda, Linda Richmond. Richmond. It is weird that he doesn't do more drag, hey. I think there should be more gender equality in Mike Myers' work. In his characters. In his character I mean, work. he's done it once. Like, I don't understand why there's not an Austin Powers woman character. Like, like how where's Wally? He has a female equivalent. Yeah. Wenda. Exactly. Know? Who else has a female equivalent? Um... You know, Adam fucking... from the Bible, Adam and Eve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know the spin-off from Adam Eve. Since the dawn of time, there's been men and women out there who are joined at the rib. Exactly. So why doesn't he pop out a rib and just become a lady, Austin Powers? That, maybe that can be for Austin Four. Like yeah. we can have his sister comes, 
Oh, oh no! My, he's <laughs> like, good. oh no, baby, my saucy sister's coming along. And then she comes in, and she's like, she's like, oh, behave! I'm <laughs> Lady Austin, baby. And he, then he probably suppresses her sexuality because he's yeah. like, men are only allowed to be groovy, baby. I've got the mojo. What have you got? No mojo. And then you got an inside mojo. They, <laughs> they they I would love to see. That scene. A bit of Myers upon Myers. Myers on Myers? M O M? M O M? Mum? A bit of mum? Mum? some mum action. So, why are we even doing this podcast? Because it's really weird. Like, I think we start, I know the reason we started talking about doing this was because on our normal podcast, the Blank Slate Movie Podcast, where we just talk about cinema and cinema history and criticize cinema, it's also very funny and full of goose. Often, often Austin Powers would come up for no reason in every <laughs> single episode. It would always come up. We would often... We would often... often we would often... <laughs> we would sorry, often I'm slipping powers. into character now. Yeah. We would often bring up Austin Powers in the way that people bring up Citizen Kane. Yeah, or The Godfather. Yeah, we'd, and it sort of started ironically... And then it became then it became super sincere. very genuine when we when we watched all the Austin Powers movies again, yeah. and realized that they are actually works of comedy genius. Baby. I think Austin Powers is genuinely a ten out of ten movie. It's a knockout. I think Mike Myers has at least three ten out of ten movies that I've seen. Um, Shrek two. No, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, View from the Top, Wayne's World. Okay. I'm way off. And Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. You I can't think... you can't really call that a Myers. Why movie. not? He's in it. He's in it. But here's my thing. Myers very seldom strays from his own auteurship. Yes. He often he's a singular artist and he often makes he and creates his own works. And it's very rare for the auteur to be the actor yes. or the writer. Yeah. The only other person I can think of for the auteur is not the director, the filmmaker, is probably... Um, what's that boy who wrote um, The Social Network and he wrote um, A Few Good Men? Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. That boy? That boy, <laughs> that young boy. Yeah, that little fella. Yeah, that, that young little chap. That chappy. Mm. Chappy is also an auteur. Because <laughs> chappy would not be chappy without chappy. Chappy is the auteur of chappy. Chappie needs to be in a Mike Myers movie. <laughs> Chappie and Mike Myers need to do a double-hander. Oh, Austin 4. Austin v. Chappie. Yeah. That, so basically why we're doing this is because we love Mike Myers. We miss him on our screens. We wish he was around more. So we're trying to go back through his filmography to find out what happened. We want to unlock this mystery. We want to break the curse, basically. It's like this. We're going to go from a swing to... A miss. A swing to a miss. We're going from Wayne's World. Well, we're obviously starting at Saturday Night Live, but I guess Wayne's World is part of Wayne's Saturday World Night Wayne's World begins Live. at Saturday Night Live. We yes. can't discount that. And then we're going well, up Well, actually, to... we found out just minutes ago that Wayne's World begins earlier. Sure, but we don't have any video evidence of that to talk about. Okay. Don't call me out <laughs> like, on the podcast. Do it privately. I'm doing a Write takedown of you. You're eating a donut with a fork <laughs> and you're like criticizing me right now, dude. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, he it started originally as, like, he would open for bands, you said, as some... Um... Yeah, apparently. I listen to his WTF because I'm a Myers head. Yes. I absorb everything about the yeah, guy. Yeah, what are Myers fans called? Hmm. Hmm. We'll probably find Myers that out. Myers Flyers. 
Yeah, because we always flying around, much like our view from the top, I guess. He's yeah. one plane movie. Mike, um, Mike Chemical Romance. Mike Chemical Romances. Mike Chemical Romantics. Yeah, yeah we're romantics. <laughs> but, so we want to find out what went wrong going through his filmography. What is the key to a Mike Myers project? Yes. What's at the core of it all? Is he a horny dude? Does he make me horny? <laughs> if not horny, does he make me randy? Yep. And and why why stop? Why stop with the character films? The miss, yes. the much touted miss, is obviously the love guru. The love guru, which neither of us have seen. We've never seen it. We want to watch it, and we want to figure out why this led to an absence from Myers on our silver screen. What happened? Why did we all break his heart so much? Why yeah. couldn't we have just pretended to like it and just get on with it, just so <laughs> he could keep making movies? Like it's okay to have a bad one. I mean, it might be great. Maybe it's going to be a fantastic movie, but. Why just do that to someone? Why mm. humiliate them that way? Just give your money, go, hey, buy a ticket at the box office. I've heard it's bad. I'm not going to go see it, but here's my money. Just give him just money. You don't even need to Mike. go in. Do they even like Mike? They probably don't. I like Mike. I love Mike. Mm. I love Mike. <laughs> so we gotta, we're going to go back to the very beginnings for this uh, first podcast. We're going to talk about his SNL days. Yes, because- but not yet. And also, <laughs> I, I think we're going to keep doing this podcast until we either die or we get to meet Mike Myers or we get to make a Mike Myers movie. Or, or he puts out another film. He puts out. If he just if he puts p- out yeah. to either of us yeah. and um, out, we can verify it on air. If we find out that he's gotten laid, that's... <laughs> That's when. Has, that's when we'll do it. He has two kids, I think. Oh well, then we've finished the podcast. All right, let's end that's it. it. That's why I think we should specify and say if he puts out to like. Can you, you... not eat the donut? The microphone <laughs> Doesn't sound please? good. It actually sounds pretty cool. Yeah, cool, man. Can you eat yours? Yeah, I'll eat a bit of my donut. I'm eating it with a fork as well. Sorry, yeah. I made fun of you for doing that, but I'll do it too. We're not going to cut any of this out. Mm-hmm. We want to make a. We want to make this podcast just really real. This is a real snackable podcast too. You can exactly. snack all the way through this shit. I've got, I've got two donuts from Donut Time here. Mm. You're eating the uh, Ferrero Rocher one. Yes, because I love to be fancy and Italian. Yeah, and I'm eating the uh, cookie dough one. Cookie dough. Mm. It is cookie dope. I will say that. Really, mm. that is yum. I love wheat. I love weed. <laughs> why has he done? Um, why is an Austin Powers getting high? That's what I want to know. It's the sixties, baby. Maybe in the seventies he would have. Okay, but he was around remember. the disco scene. He was doing amyl nitrate. You know? Oh yes, like in the movie Fifty Four, the mm-hmm. same Mike Myers. Um, what else should we talk about before we get into Saturday Night Live, or should we put the people? Well, to, at well ease? I want to know when we're going to stop. So you've listed all these. Funny things, but really, there's a limited amount of uh, work yeah. in the canon. Yeah, 24 so at movies a certain roughly. Point, we're going to get to 24. We're going to get to the end. Yes, we get to... If we don't feel satisfied, are we going to go back to the beginning? If we haven't conclusively said, if we haven't checked properly and checked off whether it's good or bad... Yeah. We can't, we can't say whether he's great or false or So we've got to go back and do mic check again. Exactly. We haven't broken the curse. We haven't figured out why, why it's happened, why mm-hmm. he's not on our screens. We've got to keep going. Either that or we start another podcast about a very specific thing. <laughs> like Stiller Goods. About Ben Stiller movies, if they're still good. Yeah. Um, Vaughn with the Wind. That's when we go through Vince Vaughn movies <laughs> where he farts. And see if he farts in them. 
that's what it is to find yeah. out if he ever farts if in a movie. If he farts in a movie, whether it be a sound cue that an editor has put in for a little gag, or we detect that he has farted on set. Do you think that he has... There's got to be a Vince Vaughn movie with a fart sound effect that he there has emits. To be. But there also has to be one where he's fathered on set and it's not on the audio. <laughs> I, reckon you can, I reckon you can spot it. You see like Jennifer Aniston like doing a cringe face. You're like, he's he's gaffed one out. He's done a little 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 bean he's done a little bean breath from his butt. Bean breath from his butt? He's done a bean breath from his beast oh, hole. Oh baby, you're making me randy. This oh this my time. god. Hey, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do I make you a horny baby? Mm, no, not yet. It's too early to okay. tell. We're only but on do F1. I make you Randy? Yes. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> we also want to find out if Mike Myers is horny. That's the other thing. If we find out he's horny, then we'll do another podcast about someone else. I reckon he is horny. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm obviously I'm going in loaded. I, I've seen a bit of his work. I know mm. that he has a propensity to be horny. To his characters around. are often horny. I think there's so much horniness in the SNL one we're going to talk about in yeah. like 20 minutes or whatever we get to it. <laughs> yeah, we're really taking our sweet ass we're time. We're taking our sweet ass time. Hey, Cameron, in 30 seconds, I'm going to give you a clock uh, that will be 30 seconds long. Mm-hmm. And I want you to tell me Everything you know about Mike Myers starting now. Born in Canada. Yes. Moved to America That's for true. work. Spent some time in England growing up. Yep. Formed a uh, f- improv group in London. At this what comedy are they store, The Comedy Store Players. Yes, that's correct. Um, got his start on public broadcast TV, then SNL. Yes. Uh, is an author, has worked with Jay Roach. Okay. And Dana Keep Carvey. going. You've got 10 seconds. Um, cool hair. Has made a documentary. Yeah. Uh, loves... Babes loves mod music and time is up. Rules. You did a great job, but you missed out that time uh, during the Hurricane Katrina benefit TV show where <laughs> Kanye West said George Bush hates black people and Mike Myers stood next to him very awkwardly still trying to read from the teleprompter. Mike Myers did not have Kanye's back. Not, well, I think Kanye didn't have Mike Myers back. And back in that day... Mike Myers had not made the love guru, I don't think, and he was still on top. He was still right in that Austin Powers 3 crest. Yes, surfing. By the way, why didn't we ever see Austin Powers surf? Oh, yes. So that would have been cool. That would have been cool. Like a 60s surf movie sort of vibe. Big Wednesday. (laughs) Gidget, I was thinking. (laughs) Oh, Gidget, don't know what that is. 60s surf movie. Don't worry about it. You'll learn. Okay, cool. I love to learn. So yeah, you're right. He didn't. Him and uh, him and Kanye were kind of paired together, and they didn't have each other's backs. And I think I wonder if they're cool now. I'd love to know, Mike. Police. We. I reckon you could be listening to this. <laughs> Do you have a Google alert on to let you know if anyone is making podcasts about you? For one, and two, what happened with Kanye? What's the deal with you and Kanye, Mike? Did you settle that beef? Did you guys talk off screen and go? And go, okay, we cool, or whatever. Oh, did you... Well, I want to know what was going through his head. Was he like, Kanye, you're really fucking me on this one. I'm going on script. You're going off. I'm an improv guy. You could have told me. We could have done a couple of riffs. I probably don't like George Bush either because I'm a really good person, you know. Hmm. He's a real good person. <laughs> I reckon... Um, I want to know if if Kanye made him horny. I want to find that out. If Kanye made him randy. Yeah. Or if he's just groovy baby. Or if Kanye got horny for Mike. Yeah. Because he could have been... Maybe that was the problem. Maybe... Because Mike Myers, his major thing is he needs to ask people if he makes them horny. (laughs) 
That's what he has to do. He always has to ask people if he makes, <laughs> makes them horny before he continues to interact with them. And I think he was like, he was like, this is a very somber occasion. I don't have the opportunity to ask him, do I make you horny, baby? And he's like, I got to go and script. But I reckon in the moment, Kanye West, he got horny, baby. And the aggression, some people, when they get horny, they get very, extremely mm. aggressive. And he was just like, oh, no, I'm feeling very tense in the pants area. Sure. And he's like, well, I'm angry. George Bush, he's really bad. I'm going to let it out him instead of letting out my horniness to Mike. Exactly. I'm not going to try and kiss Mike Myers on screen. Here's the thing about Mike. He's very considerate. He is. He'll ask you. He won't just make a move. (laughs) He'll ask you if you're horny. If you're horny. And if you say yes, he'll make a move. If you do say no or if you ignore him, he'll probably back off. No, he will ask a few more times. (laughs) He will ask a few more times and then he'll feel bad when you reject him. Yeah, he'll feel bad. We've seen this happen many a time. Now, is do you think that every time he asks if he makes someone horny in an Austin Powers movie, that's B-roll from Before the Take? I think it's based on it. But I feel like my think he was self-aware enough. He's utmost professional. I don't think he's going to put B-roll in the movie. I think <laughs> he's going to go for takes and he's going to be in the takes. But it's inspired by true I'll life. I'll tell you what he did put in the movie. Bayroll. Bayroll. In Austin Powers in gold member. Bayroll on say. Mm-hmm. We got to do an episode on Lemonade to find out if Beyonce <laughs> has been influenced by her relationship with Mike Myers. Because they met very young and they smooched on film. Mm. Wait, did they kiss in the movie? They have on one the little peck. Why isn't he... Why... Why isn't why are people talking about this? Well, that is, this this is movie, what I want to know because when I watched Goldmember like two months ago, I yeah. tweeted out that there's a line in the movie where Beyonce says, "Austin Powers, I haven't seen you in twelve years since you since we hooked up," mm. <laughs> and she's nineteen. <laughs> what the fuck? What is going on in the Powers verse? Mm. That's insane. That is in the movie. That's another reason why Mike Myers <laughs> has to ask, do I make you horny? Because if so, I need to get out of this situation. I need to go time travel to get the hell out of here. I'll come back when you're a little bit older. Yeah. I'll come back in time when you're a little bit older. I'll restate the question. Do I make you horny? If she says yes, you're like, well, now I now may stay cool. in the present. Now it's cool. Now it's okay. <laughs> yeah. That is, it's problematic. I'll say that. Very problematic. <laughs> Mike, this is cool, actually. Like, I'm a real impressed by you. You love Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers was in Lolita, and that's cool. <laughs> I reckon that's what he was influenced by. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't donut. I know. I love it. Thank you for mm. buying it for me. Today's my birthday. Karen bought us donuts. Happy birthday. I appreciate it. I love mm. I'm, I'm so proud. I've just turned 21. <laughs> just turned 21. Legal age. In May of 2012, I just turned 21. <laughs> mm. All right, I'm done. I finished my donut. I'm still eating my one. I'm now ready to get into some very We're not going to stop analysis. the podcast till I finish my donut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get into it. Let's get straight into Saturday Night Live, the best of Mike Myers. We watched this quite recently. This is my DVD copy of the best of Mike Myers. And basically what it is... It's a compilation of all of Mike Myers' greatest hits from Saturday Night Live. What years was he on Saturday Night Live for, Cameron? Oh, God. We watched this two weeks ago, so I really got to test you. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say from 1975 through to 2008. 
1989 <laughs> to 1995. He came back in 1997 it's to grunge host, to host the episode. He was there when grunge broke. He was there when grunge went mainstream. He was there when grunge did the terrible thing of going mainstream. He was there when uh, when grunge was gone. It's interesting you're talking about grunge because the first sketch we see is Wayne's World. Wayne we, Campbell. Wayne Garth Campbell. Garth Algar. We take, Tom Hanks. We take a little flight down to Wayne's World. Down to Aurora, Illinois, to the basement of a young Wayne Campbell. Yes. Um, he's sitting, he's playing guitar. Wayne's World, Wayne's World, party, party time. time. Excellent. Excellent. And Wayne's World, the premise of this sketch, what is it? It's a public access show run yeah. out of the basement of a, a kid. I guess he's supposed to be a kid. How old is he meant to be? <laughs> Probably 17. Now, this 18. is why Mike Myers is such a great actor. The guy must be like 50 years old today. <laughs> and he even played Wayne last year and it was still cool. Yeah. and But he can play anyone at any age. He plays like two young boys in this as well. Yeah. He plays a middle-aged man in the sketch, middle-aged man. He plays Lothar of the Hill People, who he, I'm not sure how old Lothar is. He plays a Japanese man he in does. a highly problematic sketch. There is a little <laughs> bit of problemacy in these. There's a little bit of problemacy in these but sketches. it does make me horny, so I can't yes. argue with it. I think at, at the start of every sketch, Mike Vice should look into the camera and say, warning, I may make you horny, babies. I don't know if that's necessary, because it's sort of implied. In this day and age... I reckon back in the 90s, yeah, free love, baby. Everyone's doing whatever they want. People are not using rubber johnnies. People are just making love without a condom on, basically. <laughs> we didn't understand my language. Mm. So this is uh, this is uh, Mike. Uh, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> this Wayne. is Mike Check. Uh, we're going through the filmography of Mike Myers, checking if they're good or not. Right now, we're talking about the very first sketch. Why on are we the... coming back from an ad break? We got to talk about it because we took a little break to, like, I don't know, stare at each other for one second and forget what we were doing. We're talking about Mike Myers, Wayne, uh, Wayne the Campbell. best, the best don't, of Mike we Myers. We don't need to tell people what it is. They've just listened to like yes. fifteen minutes. But just in case. They also checked out of the podcast just in case. I really very actually reasonable. did just space and forget what the fuck this was. And you made me forget everything as well. So no, no, no. Just let me, in case. I was saying something. So we're, this is a Wayne's World public Wayne's access. World, right, right. Wayne, Mike Myers is really good at playing characters of any cool. age. This is a cool one because it's a good one to open the DVD because um, it's probably his most famous character, especially yes. from SNL. His most famous and character from it SNL. And uh, the sketch has Tom Hanks in it, yes. one of the most famous actors of all time. All, all time. So you come straight in on this DVD with Tom Hanks being fucking hilarious. And Tom Hanks is playing third fiddle, baby. Mike Myers, fiddle number one. Fiddle number two, Dana Carvey. Very similar to the lines he has. Check, check two, check two, sibilance, sibilance. Now, obviously you're a musician. What obviously, does, what does, I used to play in bands. What does sibilance mean? <laughs> Sibilance is the uh, way that you talk. It's the way that you squawk. What do you mean by that? Sibilance is how you enunciate and pronounce oh. words into with diction. Mic check. Mic check. One, two. One, two. Exactly. Sibilance. Sibilance. So Tom Hanks is playing a roadie for Aerosmith and Aerosmith join them in the basement. They come down into the basement. And I think it's so cool. It's real funny. It really relies on star power. It's so clear that this is at a point where Wayne's World is like the breakout sketch of, of SNL. all of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, it's like the crowd are going crazy from the beginning. Yeah. 
And then it's it shows you just how popular the sketch was that Tom Hanks and Aerosmith don't get anywhere near the applause that just Mike does from beginning. saying like schwing. <laughs> yeah, and party time excellence and yeah. stuff like that. And it has like some great little character beats. I think um, I love when... What's the guy from Aerosmith called? Liv Tyler's dad? Steve. Steven. Mr. Steven Tyler. <laughs> when he's like, when they ask him like, hey, are those your real lips? And he and goes, they're mine, baby. I love that line. Yeah. I reckon it'll be so freeing to say that. Because you went about 50%. I want you to go 100. You want me to try it again? Yeah. They're mine, baby. How was that? I was 75 and okay, it was pretty good. I'm going to try it. Okay. They mine, baby. No, I would delete that from the podcast. <laughs> I didn't like me saying that. I it was free without even trading it back then. I reckon you should leave it in. And yeah. I'll say it did have a Jar Jar vibe about it. Yeah, I love Star Wars. Yeah, it was like um, Gungan. It was very Gungan. <laughs> I, a little problematic because I didn't know how the vibe. I've never tried it before. I didn't know how to do a Steven Part Tyler impression. And it came out a little offensive. I'm not proud of it. But I will grow. We're going to have at least 24 episodes of this podcast. I will grow at one point during it. There's um, there's some cool stuff in this sketch because you see a lot of the DNA that ended up in the Wayne's World movies. Yes. You see so many of the kind of types of jokes I love that, that have come I, back in the movies. I love that of Mike Myers where he'll, re, he'll use the same structure of a joke or the same premise and it'll just be a different person saying it. He'll run it, it into the ground. <laughs> run it so, into the ground, but he will give it a good life out there. I think that's one of the main criticisms about Mike out there, that he uses the same types of jokes and like schoolyard kind of jokes and rhymes yeah. all the time and that people think he's repetitive. That's probably why Goldmember, not to jump ahead, is not as good. Okay. Well, it, it weren't we haven't weren't. watched it recently, so we got to watch it. Well, I watched it like two months okay, ago. Okay, that's not part of the mic check canon. We're going to get there and then we check if it's good or not. You can't go ahead and go, okay. I've checked, it's good. Okay. I don't like you making these decisions. All it right. shows that you're loose and you don't care about the product. I don't play by the rules. I will say that about me. Well, we don't have rules. Okay. Just respect some whatever semblance, semblance of rules that we've got. <laughs> but, uh, for example, there's that joke where he goes... Um, He's asking Aerosmith questions and they're all just like, you know, what's your favorite place to play? What's yeah. your favorite whatever babe to root or whatever? Yeah. And then... Um, Can I ask you a question? What is your favorite babe to root? Probably my wife. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, he says... He asks some really long geopolitical question yeah. and then the bass player, I think, just gives a really measured, mm. respectful, intelligent answer. And that comes up in the Wayne's World movies. we got, I think, Alice, Alice Cooper. Cooper does it in one of them and... Someone else does it in another one. That's like a classic Myersism to have a kind of someone you would expect to be dumb say something really long and smart to subvert your expectations. Yes. It's a reversal. That's what comedy is, and that's why I can safely say Mike Myers is a comedian. I, I'll say that. I think he's a comedian. I think he's a chameleon. I do too, because he can slip into different characters. But I actually do never forget that it's him. Yeah, I always know it's him. Yeah, well, same with Peter Sellers. Hey, should we go th- when we're going through these sketches? Should we be like, okay, Wayne and Aerosmith, check. Is it good? Is it not good? Yeah, sure. We can't do that for the movies, but for this, we can. Sure, we can check if this is good. 
I think it's good. You think it's good? I think it's good. I che- we've checked it. It's good. It's good. Is there anything else we want to say or should we just get on to the next one? No, I'm pretty happy to move on. Okay, let's go. The next one is Monologue. Yes. So this is from when he hosted in 1997. This when Austin Powers. Powers is coming out. He's promoting He's Austin promoing Powers' International it. Man of Mystery. Yes. Um, now, this is exciting to see. This is probably, I guess, his first time back since leaving the show. Probably. So he left in 95, mm-hmm. comes back in 97 to host. A lot of... Uh, a lot of Monologues on this show suck. Yes. Even from ex-cast members. If they're not comedians or they're not personalities where they're used to talking as themselves, Yeah, they often suck. the best monologues is when just like, hey, Sarah Silverman's hosting. Yeah. Just let her do some bits. Yeah, let her do like, some you know, stand-up. Zach Galifianakis does stand-up and stuff. Or even mm. like you'll get an actor who's got a lot of charm, like Joseph Gordon-Levitt or somebody, and they'll just get up and dance or something. Mike comes out with a different approach. He comes out sw- swinging. He comes out swinging. He's wearing a suit. Yeah. What are your thoughts on his suit? It's bad. <laughs> it's it's real bad. I think Mike Myers. I'll uh, I'll be honest. He's got bad fashion taste. Yeah. I think Austin Powers is a better dresser than Mike Myers. <laughs> And that's actually saying something because that guy's wardrobe is outdated. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's outdated. It's yeah. out of date. And then he he launches into this really earnest monologue where he's it's a classic Myersism. You know that thing he does where he pretends he's getting emotional. Yeah, like in Wayne's World, he's, where he's like, all I promised myself I wouldn't cry. And yeah, stuff like that. It's like that. But I think he genuinely is emotional. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see him actually show some emotions. But I hate it because it's really? supposed to be funny. He comes out. He's like, hey guys, I'm promoting Austin Powers going to be coming out. You'll know all about it. Trust me, you don't know any other catchphrases yet, but give it six months and there'll be so many catchphrases ringing around this country and nation and world. Yes, and then, you're going to be sharing them for 15 years later. Yeah, there's going to be a podcast. What's a podcast? Mm, just wait. Mm, You'll know. You're not ready for it yet, but yeah. your kids are probably going to tolerate it. Yeah, They're going to tolerate it. Listen to a couple. Uh, yeah, so, and then he just, like, kind of talks about how emotional he is to be coming back, and it's, I think it's supposed to be fake emotion, but it comes off as really genuine, and I was, I got awkward. Really? I was just like, shut up, Mike, get to the zings, mm. do some voices. Do donkey. Do, yeah, yeah. Do an impression of a donkey. And then, uh, but then it becomes a musical number. Yeah, he starts, is, he starts singing, like, the returning guest song or some shit like that. It's like, um... This kind of earnest rent, like it's like a bro- off Broadway yes. kind of number, like like a, a cheesy piano. We watched this two weeks ago. We don't remember how the tune goes. <laughs> I, I remember most of it. How does it go? It's Sing like it. him going, "I love to host. Excuse my boast. Yes, working here each day of the week, learning for a chance to speak. But now I'm in the entire show and stuff like that. Wow, that and is exactly what it is. Slowly but surely, all the cast members join him on stage for this kind of deliberately cheesy off-Broadway number. Now mm. I know what total bliss is like. Oh, it's, it's hosting, hosting it's hosting now. now. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's good. I think this. Uh, this might bring up my first uh, reason that Mike Myers might not have a career anymore. Okay. Well, he still has a career, but he's not on the big screen anymore. We've, got, we've gone through the premise of the show. Uh-huh. But this is, I think, my, our first little hint. Because Mike Myers' SNL crew, this isn't his crew. His crew were left around the same time as him. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them left because uh, they had to move on to another realm. 
Are you talking about Chris Farley? I'm talking about Chris Farley. I'm talking about Phil Hartman. Two of my favies. Yeah. They pass the on glue. to another realm. And I think <laughs> a lot of the people from this generation of SNL, his generation, were like, um, we're talking about Adam Sandler. We're talking about David Spade. Well, I mean, he predates them. He was he was one of the only guys who stuck around when like Sandler and Spade and Chris Rock came through. The he, bad boys of SNL. Yeah, he was before them. So, But I think that's era of SNL hasn't been as embraced it's embraced by people like me because I grew up with this DVD and the VHS version of this and I loved it to pieces mm-hmm. that's my first introduction to Michael Myers was this exact thing either that was Austin Powers I can't remember which one was first but it was very close and I think we're watching this now the 1997 hosting thing and you're seeing people like Chris Kattan mm-hmm. and Will, Will Ferrell, Ferrell Tracy and Morgan, Tracy Sherry Morgan Terry. and others and I think those people have had quite long careers uh, uh, since then, and they've been very popular still and cool since then, but they never really embraced Mike Myers to become part of that crew ever at all. Do you know why they've had such long careers? Because they, they're they not auteurs. Yeah. I mean, maybe Will Ferrell is. But Perhaps. He, he collaborates a lot. Yeah. Um, but he's also done a lot of things that seem to be for studio or for pay. Like mm. he's done kids' movies and animated things and... Like oh, Mike, fuck, so is Mike. But Mike, what am has, I talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know, but it's hard to say. I know what you <laughs> mean because it's, there's something about Mike Myers where he is—he is such like a singular voice. He mm. can't just like lo- jump onto someone else's thing. He hasn't done many for them. He's yeah. done a lot for him. Exactly. Even when he's on Shrek, which isn't his IP, he yeah. um, he made he them made restart it. His. He made them re-record and reanimate a lot of the stuff because yeah. he wasn't happy. He That's wanted- brutal. Yeah, apparently he's an asshole. <laughs> no, don't say that. I think he's going to be cool. Like, I love you, Mike, but I've just heard some stories. But we got to find out if that's true or not. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing it's an investigation. I'm going to keep reiterating the premise every time that it is appropriate. <laughs> so do you do you like this monologue? Do you like the song? I like it. It's fun. I like the song. I yeah. hate the monologue part. I like him singing with the cast. I like yeah. the kind of... Uh, I like it when he talks to Michael. Deliberately to lame. Lorne Michaels. Thing. Yeah, he talks to Lorne. He kind of... There's a I bit of a joke Lorne. about how Lorne's a taskmaster who whips the cast, cast members, members and stuff. And he's like, oh, my, time for my hiding. And he's like, no, Mike. You're the host mm-hmm. now. Mike, you don't need it anymore. <laughs> I love to host. Excuse my boast. That's Mike. Yeah. And then uh, he has that funny bit with Tim Meadows. Yeah. Oh, Tim, you came down to support me. Thank you very much. But even because Tim Meadows, who makes a joke about how he's like, oh, no, I'm still part of the show. Yeah. I haven't moved on. Who am I anyway? Why are contracts so incredibly hard to break? Oh, I could be out in LA. Why did I sign? What am I supposed to do when you see? I don't contract. know. I don't know what to do. It's such a long time. I see that now. How do you remember all of this? I've seen this DVD so many times. Yeah, it's a great one. I, I watched it a lot when I was young. And uh, I hadn't seen it in years since we watched it two weeks ago, but uh, it all came back to me, baby. Okay, baby. Uh, Check it, good, bad. You can't say inconclusive, otherwise we've already... Well, the second sketch of the first episode... Yeah, I'll say it's good. Great. Uh, let's go. The next one is toothpaste. Why are you rushing along? Edgely and white. Because <laughs> because my eye has got a quiver. My eye is quivering and I'm worried that it's going to fall out or something. I don't right? know what it is. My left eye has got like a little spasm happening in it. Do you want me to get you a water? And I'm worried. I've got a water in front of me, but I just don't know what to do about my eye. Is it really spasming? I, it's got a little tiny spasm to it. And it's leaking. Oh, no. Do you want a tissue? Actually, I don't have any tissues. 
Oh boy. No, I think I'm okay, but it's just um annoying you. It's been a long ass day. Yeah. It's been an ass day. It's where <laughs> day where I work out my ass. <laughs> but you, let's you keep can stop going. Doing squats by the way. The Hedgley and Wise to the British Toothpaste. Now this is like a their version of the digital short for the 90s where it's a little short film. What did you eat then? You just put the forks in your mouth and there was not I, I there was no way there was there anything was a on it. There's a hint of chocolate on a it. A tiny bit of chocolate. I saw it there and I My eye was it. spasming then. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Oh, it's weird. It feels cool though actually. Makes me scared. Makes me feel alive. Does it make you horny? Um, no, because when I'm scared, horny is not how I feel. Mm. Not how I feel. Hedgley and White, the British toothpaste. Yeah, this is funny. It's good. Check it. It's I've good. checked it. It's good. It's, it's really a funny good. sketch. I think this is one of. <laughs> but he's a racist. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's also a joke that he repeated in all of the Austin Powers movies. Yeah, that Brits have bad teeth, mm. which is also just a cultural joke. It's the whole joke of the sketch, but it's funny. The lines in it are funny. I don't know if Mike wrote his own sketches during this time. He must have because he's an auteur. He he if so, he's a real wordsmith. Yeah, it's like, so he loves, funny. He like the, the joke, you know, it you know, you don't have to brush your teeth every week, but you just might like to. Is funny. That's funny as shit. And that's like a good way with words. Yeah. I don't know, Mike, if you did this or maybe he was one of your, maybe the head writer of SNL. And also in this scene, Chris Farley is such a, he's got like one line in it. Yeah. At the very end, he was like, and it tastes great on crackers. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. That guy's a star. Like just one, he's got one second on screen yeah. and he owns it. He it's owns beautiful. it. beautiful. He could have been such a beautiful, bright, shining star. He could have been the big, bright star. But he died young, fat, and early. And it's upsetting. Because it's, he was a very bright star. And we lost him before he was able to show his true talent. He was only like the lead in like Alexi two Alexi has stood up and he's pointing I'm, his finger at me. I'm As if I had something to do did, with it. Did you feel good about the death? Did you feel bad about the death or neutral about the death? I felt bad about the death, That's man. good. I believe you. I tell, see you telling Can we the check truth. that? I felt bad. Checked it. It's good. <laughs> good. Your opinion of it is good. Not it itself. It's very sad. If you feel like you're struggling with drugs, contact us. We <laughs> no. will be able to help <laughs> no, you through you this. I you will be able to help you through All right, this. I will not help you. Okay. I'll point you in the direction of some counsels. Of me. But I'm <laughs> very kind and empathetic soul. I will help you. I don't have the time. Send us an email. We have not set up an email inbox for this podcast if yet. If you tweet at me that you have a problem with drugs, I'll block Forward you on Twitter. Me on I'll straight up block okay. you. Okay. Well, if your problem have being fat, I'll help you too. I won't help you lose weight, but I'll help you feel cool about yourself. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so the toothpaste ad's real funny. I think we're starting to see a bit of who Mike Myers is. And I think this what he does really well, he does very specific satire. Mm-hmm. or very specific parody type things where he'll lock onto something, whether it be English commercials <laughs> in English pubs and stuff like that, and he'll satirize it very well and cool. Yeah. I Look, we, we think it's good. We love it. Checked it. It's good. We've checked it. Coffee Talk is the next sketch. Linda Richmond. Linda Richmond. Now, you told me a cool story about yes. Linda Richmond. Linda Richmond, this is the one drag character that we're aware of that Mike Myers plays. Linda Richmond is also the name of Mike Myers' mother-in-law. I think that's rude to do that. And it, she apparently loves the character because it's 100% based on her. Like, there's, it's an impression of her. She loves Barbara Streisand. She talks about Barbara all the time. 
Excuse me, I'm burping. I'm actually burping on the podcast. I'm so sorry. What am I, a Shrexy Toliopolis or something? I planned that. I planned that when I realized that Shrek is almost my name. Shrek by name, Shrek by nature. Get out of my swamp. I'm a phone call. Oh, no. Who is it? This is the sloppiest. Oh, it's my dad. Uh-oh. I will talk to him. Okay. Hey, dad. I'm really good. How are you? Uh, I'm recording a podcast about Mike Myers. Oh, well, I better have to get on with it. Do you like Mike Myers? I do. You, I remember you bought me um, a Mike Myers VHS tape. It was the uh, Austin Powers. Ah. Do you remember we watched that together? I do remember that very well. Was it a good memory for you? It is. Oh, good. Although I have to say, when you were three years old watching it, I wondered, should I be showing it to you? That's impossible. The movie came out in 1997. Oh, well, there you go. Dad, you got to take your pills, mate. you got to take your pills. A million times, not to exaggerate. Yeah. That's a bit of Dad's humour for the podcast. Yeah. Dad, thank you thank so much you. for calling me. I'll call you back later. I love you. Happy birthday. Thanks. Ciao. Wait, you didn't say you love me and this is on the air. I, but I do. I love you. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, bye, Dad. Love you. So that was a paid actor. That was very telling that you said I love you twice <laughs> yeah. and he had to be cajoled into saying Yeah, well, it. it was on the air and I was embarrassed that he didn't say it. <laughs> That's funny uh, that he has a very specific memory of watching it with you. And it's funnier that he thinks you're three. Because <laughs> <laughs> that must mean he thinks right now that you're like 15. <laughs> I am 15. Just tell everyone I'm a young, youthful character. That's what I'm interested in. Um, what were we talking about? Coffee talk. Linda Richmond. Linda now, Richmond. It's a. This is um, this is one of those characters that hasn't had a life beyond the show. Yeah. But I feel like certain catchphrases from Linda Richmond have on the top of the DVD here. It says it's like butter. Yeah, that's a that's a Linda Richmond phrase, but she's not a famous character really. Like it could have had X, like party time excellent or yeah. something. I think it's because Linda Richmond. This sketch, only this sketch, is absolutely iconic. Yeah, okay. This very one sketch because it's got the the trinity of comedy. We've got <laughs> yes. Mike Myers. Uh-huh. We've got Madonna. Uh-huh. And, and we've got Roseanne, Roseanne Barr. Barr. So Mike Myers is playing Linda Richmond. Uh, Madonna is playing a friend of hers. I and, guess. And um, Roseanne is playing Madonna's the friend's mum. Yeah. The um, trinity is there. And then who else makes an appearance? This has got star power out the wazoo. <laughs> It's got star power out the wazoo, and who comes out in the wazoo? Out of her wazoo, it is Barbara Streisand herself. And this whole sketch has been like talking about how Barbara, this Barbara, that the Prince of Tides, I'm verklempt. We're talking about Barbara. We love Barbara Streisand. And then out of the blue, Barbara out the wazoo, Str- <laughs> out of the was blue, Barbara Streisand <laughs> comes on stage, and she's just like, "Oh, I'm sorry, were you talking about me or something like that?" And they that? all go. Crazy. They go B-A-N-N-A-S-A-S Bananas. Because they didn't know Barbara was going to be there. Barbara Babs dropped by. She literally dropped in. 30 Rock. She, she stuck her head in. She did she, a Tony Wood style, baby. She dropped in. <laughs> she said, I'm gonna, can I do a drop in spot? They said, okay, you can get up. And because she apparently heard that they were doing the Linda Richmond sketch and she was doing a concert at Radio City Music Hall. She had a few minutes to spare. She dropped by and she dropped into the sketch at the right time. Mm-hmm. 
That's cool. Excellent timing. Party time, excellent timing. It's so it's cool, and you've we've I've heard stories about um, other comics and stuff, and actors dropping in on SNL and kind of appearing on screen, and it was all happening in the moment. Mm. One of the most famous ones that didn't happen was from I think seventy seven when yes. Lorne Michaels offered the Beatles three thousand dollars to reunite. And, and I think uh, who was it? John, it was John and Paul Lennon. were in New York at the time, hanging out together, watching Probably SNL. At the Dakota Building. They were at the Dakota. That is the where John Lennon lived and died. Died. <laughs> Unfortunately, he was killed. John Lennon. <laughs> he was, was a bright a star, beautiful a star, a big man, a yeah. big strong man, and you. Killed him. I did you, do it. I actually think I look like the guy that killed him, though. You think you you have a Mark David Chapman sticks? Probably because he's like fat and has glasses. So hey, man, my you're not fat, but char- you do have glasses. <laughs> my early two characteristics. No, but also I. You're always carrying around Catcher in the Rye as well. Yeah, that's me. I always like have little quotes of him recorded and stuff like that. <laughs> but I, I, when I was in New York City, I was coincidentally there on the the day of death of. John Lennon. Wait a minute, you were there in 78 no, or whatever no, it was? No, no, <laughs> no, 2012. Okay. Or two, yeah, 2012. 11 years after Taylor's fell. Oh, yes. Anyway. I thought you meant 11 years after his death. I was like, no, <laughs> that ain't true. And then um, I was there. I was there. And I actually went to the Dakota building to take photos of it because I was reading Rosemary's <laughs> Baby. And it's like set there. And did people think you were doing like uh, <laughs> yeah, cosplay? Taking <laughs> photos of the <laughs> building on the day that he died. And then I went to the park and they had like a Strawberry Fields Park. And that was where they had like a beautiful ceremony for him. Sure. All these New York people just like singing songs and yeah. stuff like that. It was a beautiful moment in my life. Beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. And so they were going to go do SNL on that night. Look, we've all traveled. We've all been to Strawberry Fields. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were going to go in, but then they decided to stay in instead and just hang out, which yeah. I like. I like the idea that they were like, we could go be funny on TV, but we haven't seen each other in a while. Let's mm. just hang out as mates. we we got to put us first. We're famously... Um, we're fabulously a foursome <laughs> And we're famously argumentative with each other Let's yes. stay in and work on us We've written a lot of songs together But we haven't done that for a while Because the Beatles broke up seven years ago We were in the Beatles We were the Beatles We were the titular Beatles There was other two Beatles Let's not forget Often, George and Ringo And sometimes people will say Who's the fifth Beatle? I say George Martin I say Eric Clapton Yeah, fair enough And I also say um, um, Stuart Sutcliffe no, well, I can't remember his name, but I really love him. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, but Babs drops in for this sketch is what we were talking about. And, yeah, it's funny. It's very funny. and it co- another, It's sort of funny. I think it's great because they're going crazy. And it's maybe not funny, but it's so exciting to see people just go, like, this is the best moment of my life. Oh, this is perfect. Because often, often powers, <laughs> often in Saturday Night Live, uh, sketches have weak punchlines. Yeah. Like me. I often have weak punchlines as well. But I think, so when I'm calling out game recognized game, I believe people might say in these situations, mm. but it's, um, you see this, I can't imagine how this sketch would have ended if this didn't happen. They're just like, yeah. all right, thanks. Great. Tune in next week or something like that. But I the, think they would have had a sketch ending written. Yeah. They, it's not like they're improvising. No, no, but I mean, like, what would they have written? It's like, well, this was an episode of Coffee Talk. Call next time. We'll talk. Maybe. Thanks for coming in, guys. Can I say this uh, about the Linda Richmond thing? Because, like, obviously he never did Linda Richmond again that I'm aware of after the show. I think whenever people do 
like impressions of Jewish women mm. now, they are doing Linda Richmond mm. still, which is problematic because I, <laughs> it is. I think you, it's it's Jew face. Exactly, you can't do <laughs> an impression. No, no, yeah. it's um, it's not problematic. I don't give a shit. But you know, when people talk I care, like I this, care about people getting mocked for who their culture is and who is in their heart. But I think and what Mike was not is. mocking them. He's like playing. Uh, He's like my mother-in-law. I love her too. Yeah, I but love whenever you hear her. people like, it's a voice that people do sometimes when they're like, like Macklemore. I'm the Clempt and stuff Macklemore like that. Macklemore did that. He wore that uh, that outfit That's and different. did a rap. That's a little different. Okay, but yeah, I think that that is where it's lived on the ho- the impression of the Jewish mum. Uh, was people are often doing Mike Myers doing mm. that, even if they don't know it. Okay, we're almost an hour into the podcast. We've covered four sketches almost. We still haven't Jesus. finished this one. But then I want to say another thing about Mike Myers here. This is one of the things that, influ- that probably has influenced me from Mike Myers in my own life, in my own comedy, is his commitment. And in this sketch... It's like amazing. This character loves Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand herself comes out. He doesn't know. He doesn't break character for one second, and hmm. he closes up the sketch in character. And that is that has to be commended. That is really cool. That has to be commended to not break character. Yeah, I'll give him that. That's insane. <clears throat> it's pretty impressive. He uh, and not, but neither of them do. Madonna doesn't either, or Roseanne. Roseanne, they none of them really break kind of. But Mike Myers is but so Mike's, into it. Mike actually like. Keeps the voice yeah. and keeps the mannerisms of Linda Richmond and yeah. stuff. And he starts saying things like, I'm verklempt, I'm verklempt. I stuff. can die now. Yeah. I can die now. <laughs> it's funny. It's really funny. Yeah. Is it good? Yes. Check it. It's good. Okay, hello, uh, whatever these fans are called of this podcast, <laughs> the Mike Check Podcast. You may have noticed that uh, the sound quality may have changed since the last second you were listening to when we were talking about um, uh, Coffee Talk starring Mike Myers. Why is that? I'll tell you why. Because we had to take a quick pause, <laughs> yes. a quick pause of a- seven full working we days. We literally took seven days off <laughs> during the middle of this podcast. He stopped abruptly and decided, let's just... Press pause for a second. We'll come straight back to this, and then a week went by. Yeah, and here we are. And a lot has happened in that week, but the main reason that we paused was because we came to a shocking realization uh-huh. in our lives. Cameron, you realized that you didn't pick up your wife. I from realized, work. yeah, that the love of my life, who I had promised to pick up from work <laughs> and vowed to spend the evening with, because I was going away. Um, I just totally forgotten about her and instead spent an hour talking about Mike Myers with Alexi. And, and Alexi... I realised it was my birthday yeah. and I was prioritised recording a, a one-hour podcast <laughs> about three Mike Myers sketches and I just came to a crippling realisation, like, what the fuck are we doing? What are we <laughs> fucking doing? And we just doing too long. We need to take a little pause. So we thought we'd get back to it the very next day, but then, yeah. alas... The Myers curse struck. The Myers now, curse came onto us. We teased the Myers curse. We talked about Mike Myers perhaps having a curse, but one we thing talked we, about Mike Myers. We didn't. One thing we didn't realize was that the Myers curse might affect his fans as well. It's coming after us. Once we started talking about the man, discussing his work, it started latching onto us, mm. affecting us in ways we didn't know. A heavy would burden. I got sick. You can probably hear it in my voice a little bit. Yeah, the Myers, <coughs> they stole your voice. The Myers curse took your voice yep. away from you, so it wouldn't let you podcast. Well, let me podcast for a few days. You you were struck down. Yep. You were felled by a I, stick or something. No, well, I'll you tell the truth. Something. I 
I, all I told you was that I cut my foot open. I didn't tell you how. I was giving myself a pedicure and I cut the bottom of my foot with a tool. Oh, and then no. I had to get a tetanus shop shot and just not walk for two full days. <laughs> so that stopped us from doing a podcast. It took my voice. It took your physicality. Yep. Mike is reaching out to us, I believe, through the physical and metaphysical realms. He wants us to stop it. He says, guys, stop analyzing my career or I will end you. Yeah, or he's just like, I need you guys to be stronger because Love Guru is coming up eventually <laughs> and you guys need to be ready for it. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger and I'm happy to be back and I'm sorry it's been a week. Even yeah, me though too. to these beautiful listeners, it will be merely a millisecond. Yes. So what were we doing last episode? Should we go through the Mike Myers movies Absolutely again? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> Let's not. We can't go through it again. All right. So we, we, we just talked about, I believe, Coffee Talk. We said it was good. Let's move on. <laughs> I think that's where we're up to. Good. We checked it was good. The next one is Philip. Philip the Hyper Hypo. Now, this is a sketch set on a children's playground near some fucking monkey bars or a jungle gym or something. <laughs> and it stars our very own Nicole Kidman this, as well. This is an interesting one because a lot of... A lot of the sketches we've seen so far and a lot of the sketches in SNL's history are pretty, like, catchphrase heavy or they Mm. have an obvious gag or a game that plays out through the whole sketch. Yeah. This one is really just a character piece. Yeah, two-hander. It feels like it's something that probably existed as part of a stage show, like as part of a um, Groundlings review or something, something like, like that. that. <clears throat> you know, it's just, it's Mike as this... Uh, this hypo-hyper kid. Just yep. a, it's a, And I think what's really great about this sketch, it's once again, I think it's the best thing about Mike Myers is his commitment to character. Yep. And him and Nicole Kidman just go all in and they're super committed to playing these six-year-old kids and it's not really hammed up too much in any way. Nope. They just feel like natural kids She's having a little play. hyperactive and hypoglycemic. She's a little bit conceited. Mm. And it's just these two kids having a conversation in the playground and there's some funny bits in it and gags. It's also sweet. Yes, it's cute as hell. <clears throat> it has heart. There's a whole bit where he says, you know... I love you, you know, and she's yeah. like, I know. I know, and it's kind of recurring and it's cute and it makes you want this couple to get together, yes. even though they're only kitties and I don't want to watch them kitties do it. But... No, but I need to ask you because you brought it up. Does this make you horny, baby? Categorically, no. It no, does it not. does not. Me either. Good. But no. even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Cole Kidman, what a beauty. 
What a beauty. My goodness. She's a rare star of the highest order. That's the truth. Um, I just want to say one thing you brought to my mind. So I've been thinking about this recently. I've been watching SNL again. And I think what they... Sorry, what's SNL again? Saturday Night Live. Is that the Irish cousin of SNL? SNLigans? Oh, SNLigans. Yeah, yeah. That's... uh, Yeah, I actually wasn't quick enough to catch up with you there. (laughs) Catch up, baby. I've got two T's. (laughs) You're a wild cat. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um, So I watched SNL. Again, mm-hmm. recently. Now and that stands for Saturday Night Live, That's right. the home of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what I've noticed now in the newer seasons, there's so few recurring characters, and there's very little. It's not catchphrase humor much anymore. Like I think back in the Mike Myers day, there was a few more catchphrasey stuff, or maybe it was when they were starting to move away a little bit from catchphrasey mm-hmm. kind of humor. Because we're watching this, we see bloody. Party Time Excellent, Schwing, uh, Like Butter, and a bunch Touch of other monkey. stuff. Touch My Monkey. Well, that's about to come up. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So are we going to say Philip is good? We're checking it. It's good? Yeah, I think Philip's actually a highlight for me. Yeah, I think me it's too. one of the highlights. I think it's great. DVD, yeah. Yeah. I, just lo- I love it. I feel like it's a real... It's written by a theatre nerd or something. It's a really yeah. good piece of character work. And I think it's a rare case as well for Mike Myers <laughs> to have like a successful... Thing that's just real, like I th- mm. well, hang on, this weird sound. I don't literally don't know where that came from. Hello, yeah, that's better. It sounded like I died in a video game. It's, it was very odd. Oh, well, might be the battery dying. Uh, was it wee, 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 or something like that? No, I'm plugged in. It was kind of, something kind of like that, but I'm plugged in, so it's not the battery. Is there a battery icon on there? No, there's no battery icon. The Myers curse the is Myers striking curse. again. Jesus, we're freaking out. <laughs> so what I was saying was the Philip. I think I really like the Philip character because it is one of the few like Mike Myers sketches or characters that's not a direct parody of anything mm. or a satire of something. Where and just is very real. Yeah, and I think it works really well. Sure. Check it, it's great. Check it, it's great. It's great. Just watch it. I hope they never do anything else with it. I hope that's it. <laughs> I hope that there's a spin-off. I don't know about that. <laughs> Just to fill up the hyper-hyper movie, please. The next thing on the menu is disturbing movies. Now, this is the Dieter sketch. Mm, one Sprockets. of two Dieter sketches. Yeah, there's two Dieter sketches on here. Now, he is Mike Myers' other big recurring character on Saturday Night Live. Sure. He is a West Germany TV show host who mm-hmm. is kind of sexually ambiguous, I would say. I'd say, and this might be controversial, but I think he's pretty horny. He's might be his most horny character. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah. He probably is because he's always telling people, touch my monkey, touch yeah. it. And he, he always says, his other catchphrase is, I'm as happy as a little girl. And, and then he, he pulls ho- his shirt sleeves out to look like pointed nipples. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's easily the horniest. Myers I think he is. Isn't that canon. weird? <laughs> no, isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? Isn't that what's that? Oh, that's that's gold, that's gold member. We're not up to it. We're not up to that yet. <laughs> but it's it's funny. I think this is such a great character, and this sketch, we will laugh in our little <laughs> girls off to this sketch because it's just so funny. It is really funny. It's, it's a just... really good parody of um, like German expressionism and. Mm. terrifying <laughs> kind of European horror films and stuff like that. And just kind of like Euro underground uh, yeah. culture, art yeah. culture of the 90s or like after the Cold War 
or USSR. Yeah. You know, and it's just like so funny just because there's all, everyone's wearing bloody leather or everyone's yeah. dressed in High black. necks, like there's bits of fabric cut out revealing nipples or flesh in yeah. random spots, big angular glasses. Um, Kyle McLaughlin's there. Yeah. <clears throat> From Twin Peaks. From Twin Peaks in Portlandia. So funny. He's so funny. Yeah. And we, the Sprockets is interesting because it was one of the other things that Michael Myers was trying to make a movie about. Yeah. Or they wanted him to make a Sprockets movie. Well, he was developing it. Apparently he'd co-written a screenplay and had gone through multiple passes. And mm. It was going to be a thing, but then he pulled the plug. Yeah, because it wasn't up to his standards. Now, this is the auteur, <laughs> Mike Myers. Mm. He's controlling it. He doesn't. It's not up to his godlike standards, and he couldn't do it. And I'm glad, because I think Sprockets is perfect as a sketch. But if he decides to do it now, I will think it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to support it. I'd like to eventually talk about what that movie could have been. I don't think now is the time or place, but... No, we cannot afford to diverge, divert this conversation any further. <laughs> no. We've got to stay on track. We've got yeah. to get to the end. We've got to check this sketch. Oh, oh are you, you okay? This is taking <laughs> my voice literally again. took your voice out of your mouth. I'm worried about you. Maybe I should just host this and you oh just you just sit against I'll me just and nod. nod. And shake my head. <laughs> yeah, nod to everything. I'm so worried. I don't know what's going on. I feel like... Because Mike's been in the news mm. for the last couple of days as well. I feel like I'm receiving messages like from beyond another plane. Yeah, I can't believe that Mike Myers is in the news. Who would have <laughs> thought that was going to happen? That's crazy. <laughs> we've, released, we've released one teaser episode and Mike's made it back into the news. I know, we've already kicked it off again. We've and like kicked you off. said the other day when you showed me that, um, what was it? Was it um, Austin Powers was rated like five stars on Stan or something like that? Oh, it was on uh, The Spy Who Shagged Me came up as in people popular on right now on Netflix that like heaps of people are watching it. I'm 100% certain that that is due to us. I reckon so. I reckon reckon. we got the Slater bump and uh, we have pushed it forward. I'm so proud of us. Yeah. I'm so proud of us. I'm proud of Australia. Oh, me too. I'm, I'm a proud Australian. I can't wait to vote in this election. Same. I'm going to vote below the line. Really? I'm too scared. <laughs> I'm just going to vote above the line yeah. and just maybe write a message on the paper just, just to the PM. That's nice, actually. As long as yeah. you show up and vote, that's the most important thing. I think that's really important. If you're in Australia, do not forget to vote. Unless we're releasing this much later than, we, <laughs> than, than we're recording it, then just congrats on voting. And uh, in, in the event that we have release this much later i'd just like to apologize for not voting yeah you really you made us record a a bloody mic check episode on this one i reckon still this episode i reckon we're still recording this episode yeah the the myers curse will strike again can we just make a little just a message to whoever our prime minister will be after the election we'll do one for bill shorten in case he gets through and one for malcolm turbo in case his reign continues okay um, Who do you want to speak to? I'll, I'll speak, speak to, to Bill Shorten. Okay. G'day, Bill. Um, thanks for listening to Mike Check for some reason. The Mike Myers podcast. You really make me proud to be Australian, Bill Shorten. And I think you're going to be a fantastic Prime Minister. I'm proud of you on this day to be elected. I think you have got what it takes to be a Prime Minister. I officially endorse you as, <laughs> <laughs> as the leader of this country. And I actually think you've got a uniquely Australian take on being a Prime Minister. I think it doesn't work in other countries. But I reckon people that are involved with the unions, it's cool when they're Prime Ministers in Australia, like Goffey Whitlam and Bob Hall. I love you, Bill. That's really good. I think so, too. I'll just do a quick one for Malcolm. Malcolm, when are you going to answer the question, do I make you horny? 
the people want to know, Malcolm. Yeah, you didn't uh, you didn't address it during the election at all, Malcolm. <laughs> the people want to know if semi-professional comedian and semi-professional movie critic Cameron James makes you horny, baby. All right. Well, hopefully we get an answer when he's put and through. And please put the horny baby bonus in the in the in the in the budget, please. <laughs> I wonder if this is going to get old. I don't so think so. Far, no. <laughs> We figured out as well that the thing that makes us the most is just finding new ways to say horny baby. <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, we got to check it. I think it's yeah, good. we checked it. It's fantastic. Sprockets, uh, they show disturbing home movies such as a fat guy in trousers and a guy getting hit in the testicles so much that he pukes. Uh, it's very funny. Perfect. Um, and we'll talk about Sprockets someday later. Now we've got E.T. Entertainment Tonight. I can't even remember. All right, this is the one where he's Ronnie Wood. Yeah, he's Ronnie Wood. Who's he interviewing? I want you to tell me. He's interviewing Janine Garofalo as the character Nell from, from the movie Nell. Yes. Which is a... It's astounding to me that um, this made the best, best of. of. It's not even bad or anything like no, that. it's just nothing. It's and just it's weird. So, it's it, got Michael McKean in it as well. Look, I love Michael McKean. And when you see that, that immediately dates this sketch because Michael McKean, I believe, was only in one season. One season. Of SNL. And he hated it. And Nell also, that would have come out around the same time this yeah. sketch was Janine, I think, was only in one season, maybe yeah. two. Um, I can't remember who's playing the other... Someone's playing Liam uh, Jeff Daniels. <coughs> right. Great comedy actor, Jeff Daniels, but... Great dramatic actor as well. Yeah, wonderful actor all around. He's one of those guys, um, much like Mike Myers, who can do it all. Who can do anything that he puts his mind to. Janine, also great. So it's basically... Uh, Entertainment Tonight, which is a, a current affairs entertainment program uh-huh. about celebrities. If you're not aware of what Entertainment Tonight is, that's very odd. That's it's really so weird. weird. We, everyone knows what it is. Yeah, they show birthdays. Mike is playing um, Ronnie Wood from the, the Stones, Stones, and he's a celebrity correspondent interviewing these two other celebs. And the whole premise is the movie Nell. We've got <coughs> Jodie Foster playing this weird little girl type character who has grown up in the woods with her weird mum and no one else, and she's got developed a weird language all of her own where she says stuff like, chick-a-pie, chick-a-pie, miss my, chick-a-pie, mm. which is very uncomfortable to watch in the film. Uh, it's very mm. weird. So I, um, this movie really scares me. Mm. So this sketch awakened a lot of feelings about that movie as well. I, got a, I remember when we were watching this that, because I used to watch this DVD as a kid, we, me and my brothers and my family friends used to laugh so much during this sketch mm. <clears throat> and we used to quote that like chicka pay chicka pay miss may shit yeah. even though we had no idea what nell was and we didn't get the reference at all i watch it now not a single laugh yeah it's and goes for a long time and the whole premise <clears throat> of the sketch is hey nell talks weird but how weird does ronnie woods talk as well ronnie you can't woods understand him either weird. and liam neeson also has an accent and talks weird and none of them are saying anything so like all right too right yeah, blah, 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 yeah. Yada. and then um liam neeson's look I don't it's know dog what he does. shit i'm checking it right now <laughs> you're gonna say it's shit. <laughs> i'm checking it see i shit. would say above the line it's okay all right but I i'm gonna vote it's below okay. the line you're gonna vote below the line yeah and i'm gonna say it's dog shit I think this is our first disagreeance, but it's not really disagreeance. It's just like I don't really care for this sketch at all yeah, that much. Yeah, yeah. And um, you're being very diplomatic. I'm being diplomatic. I'm being an autocrat. You're being timomatic. 
That's so much funnier than what I was saying. All right, we checked that it's okay, it's not okay, you're saying. Sure. Uh, then we got Simon. Yeah. Now, this is the Simon, uh, little boy in the bath yep. sketch. And I like this one a lot because... because I don't know why you like it. I'll, I'll say two reasons. I'll say one reason, and then you can say the other reason, <laughs> which I admitted to you while we're watching it. Um, we, uh, I like this sketch because it's. I think it's a very clear uh, parody or satire of like BBC... Uh, mm-hmm. Shitty TV shows that we that you one would watch growing up in colonized countries of England, such as Australia, New Zealand, and Canada, where Mike Myers is born. Sure. And so I like this one because it reminds me a lot of shitty TV shows I watched as a kid, and it's also got Mike Myers and Danny DeVito in a bath, half naked, mucking around with bubbles. And what was the other reason? The I liked other one it? that you admitted to me while we were watching it is that <laughs> you think Danny DeVito is sexy in this sketch. Yeah, I don't know. I, I tried to come up with why, but I think it's because he's kind of, he's like, he's got this cool New York accent and you can see his body. He's like naked in it. <laughs> like a hairy chest. And I like men with a hairy chest and he just kind of looks very powerful and stout. And also he's like smirking to the camera the whole yeah. time. Like, come get in this bath with me. He's eye fucking that camera. Hey, come get in this fucking bath with me. Yeah. You're looking at my ass. You You're did, looking at you my ass. You said he's really hot in this. I think he's hot. Even though he's playing like a four-year-old <laughs> boy or whatever, there's something about him where he's got this like animal magnetism that just really makes me horny for babies because he's playing <laughs> a baby in this sketch. So it does make you horny. Yeah. Wow. I think it makes me horny, this sketch. That's awesome. I'll say this about the sketch. I loved it when I was younger, but... I didn't really get so much out of it this time around. Mm, I didn't have as many laughs. All my laughs were for just the interplay between them whenever Mike Myers is being really cute. I think it's so funny when adults are cute. Yeah. Um, that's what almost 100% of my humor is based on is <laughs> me being 25 yet incredibly cute, undeniably. Sure. And um, I love that. It's like, no, 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 don't tell him. Don't tell him. Whereas and for then, me, I'm like a grown man. You're um, an adult. You've got a wife. I think that's, I think, you know, stop being cute, wear sensible shoes, mm. wear a nice black belt, put a tie on, for God's sake. Okay. I'll wear a black belt one day. And until... not a karate okay, one. Okay, well then I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sketch. I just think um, it reminds me of the things that I don't like about Mike Myers. That kind of like... What are you talking about? <laughs> what is that you don't like There's about Mike? There's a couple of things about him where it's just like... like clawing for catchphrases. Yeah. Like him going, do you want to hear my story? Do you? Do you? And stuff like that. Like he keeps repeating phrases like they wanted this character to catch on and be yeah. a big thing. And that Maybe, kind of I don't know if he up. was. I don't... Do you think they did other sketches with this character? I've got no idea. I've got but no it, idea. I feel, it feels like it was set up to be a franchise sketch. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if it ever was, but it kind of annoys me. I mean, he's got a theme song and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, he's fine. I Look, think it's good. Let's check I'm it. I'm going to say good. it's okay. Brutal. Okay. Uh, the next one is, I actually have no idea what it is. Point, counterpoint. What's that? So that's the weekend update sketch oh. where Mike Myers plays Mick Another Jagger. Another Rolling Stone. And Mick Jagger plays Keith Richards. Yeah. And the reason I don't remember is we watched this one month ago now. We watched, the, <laughs> we watched this, this DVD one month ago. I can't remember any of the jokes in it, but both the impressions were pretty good. I'd say Mick Jagger carries it over the line. Yeah. Mick Jagger playing Keith Richards. It's funny. They say you ignorant sluts, which is the, the classic, the classic point, SNL. Point, uh, catchphrase. Exactly. So we checked the whatever. 
Yeah, I liked it. I think I it's think. a weekend update one. How how hard you can you criticize I know, a I know. weekend update character appearance? It's written within an inch of its life. It's a desk base, it's fine. Exactly. And it's cool that he, I love seeing um Mick Jagger act. I Me wish too. he was in a few more movies. Actually, that's true. I think he I like him as an actor. Have you watched Ned Kelly? I have seen Ned Kelly. Did you like it? Um I don't remember. It's been a really long time. It's on Stan. We should watch that for our other podcast. Maybe we should. Maybe we should for our other podcast. The Blank Slate Movie Podcast. You probably already listened to it. If you don't, yeah, check it out. We check just talk out. about movies that aren't Mike Myers related most yeah, of the time. Yeah, often we do talk about Mike Myers though. <laughs> That's why we had to start this thing. We're really carving out a niche. Mm. Um, is it a good one? I don't know. Time we'll will tell. Out. Yeah. We'll find out. I reckon we're going to become extremely famous from this very <laughs> specific podcast. Uh, now we've got Lothar. Of the Hill People. Do you want to say your opinion right up top? Um, you go first. Mm, I couldn't give any less of a shit about Lothar. <laughs> really? Lothar of I, the shit people. I thought you <laughs> I thought you passionately hated this character. I don't think I passionately hate him. I just think I want I wanted it to stop as soon as it started. <laughs> <laughs> I think we skipped it. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I heard the theme song, <laughs> Lothar. Of the hill people. I went, oh, fuck. Yeah. There's something about it I like where I think I just really like fantasy comedy type stuff. Mm. And there's just like some easy jokes there. It's all based... Do you know what this is? No. This is... Well, it's a sketch from Saturday Night Live, <laughs> SNL. With, um, what's that character from Guardians of the Galaxies played by Batista? Oh, fucking... I can't remember his name. I just keep calling him Batista. Yeah, Batista's character from that movie... Um, his name's like Grope, Gropthar or something. <laughs> I don't know. But it's kind of like all, everyone in this sketch is just that character where everyone talks very literally yeah. and stuff like that. So if you love that one character from Gardens <laughs> of the Galaxy, Drax, Destroyer of Worlds Sure, that's name. it, Drax. Drax. So they're kind of like, are they like Vikings? I can't even really remember. They're sort of like They're hill people, baby. Yeah, sure, they're hill yeah. people. It's bullshit. I couldn't give a... <laughs> it's so boring. I hate the muddy costumes. Yeah. I hate yeah. the bad colour palettes. Too earthy. I like Mike in it because he <laughs> is committing to it. Even he, I reckon he knows it's not a winner. Yeah. And this was a recurring sketch. That's crazy. Yeah. What could they have done with this character? It's just so basically boring. they're confronted with um, modern day issues. Like I believe this is feminism is what they're confronting this time. Yeah. And they can't get their minds around that. A woman is able to be... A tribe leader. Sure. Well, let me just say this. SNL has done this character better in the Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer that yeah. Phil Hartman played. Fair enough. Much better. Old man dealing with um, real modern problems. Now, we're getting the tail end, and I'll say this. They really start to weaken mm. from about here onwards, don't they? Well, we, do, a couple we come back to Wayne, and we come back to Garth, and we come back to Dieter. Well, that's actually coming up right now. How do you want to check Lothar? It stinks, man. Yes. I'll say that whatever. It's it's not as bad. It's maybe the one that I think I think um, ET is the most boring sketch on here. Yep. But I think Lothar of the Hill people is just like it's a miss. It's a real miss. Yeah, I think it's a miss. I reckon maybe at the time would have been funny, but I don't know. Maybe not. Actually, fuck it. I'm not going to defend it <laughs> yeah. at all. I hate it. This fuck off, Lothar. There's stuff that I like about it, but I don't think I can bear myself to watch that whole one again. <laughs> hey, this is how old this DVD is, by the way. It's got a little note here saying, chapter points allow you to jump, in inverted commas, to different points within the movie at the touch of a button. 
Or do they not check it's not a movie? This is a, this is a compilation <laughs> this of a TV is so show. so embarrassing. Someone should send it back. Yeah. It's really great that they gave you that information. Yeah, this is really old. Yeah, this is old stuff, um, baby. So what's the next sketch? Wayne and Madonna. Oh, let's not spend too much time on this one. This is a Wayne and Garth from the TV show Wayne's World coming back together. Mm-hmm. And they're just going through the 10 hottest babes. Yep. And Madonna is number one. And then they have like a surreal video of Madonna, which is like the... It's a parody of uh, Truth or Dare or In Bed with Madonna, whichever region you're in. It's mm. called Different Things. Yeah, so they... I don't know. I like the first part of the sketch where they go through the lists and they make jokes about all the women on the list. Mm. Some of them are funny. Some of them are dated. But then I really love the... Um, I love it when Mike Myers did these kind of digital short type yeah. things. Although they probably weren't digital. It was probably video Very shorts. Very analog heavy yeah. shorts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I like um, I like this one. It shot like some of the surreal sequences in that doco. It's funny. It's um, funny. They're great. Wayne and Garth are just terrific characters. They're great characters. Madonna's really funny in it, and she's really sexy. And yeah. also, can I just say, this sketch made me horny. Horny. Absolutely. It did. It did. You got barred up. I did. I got a little stoof one. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> yeah, and I remember you asked me, do you think that Mike Myers wrote this sketch to make out with Madonna. I'm convinced that he did because there's a big, a pretty long sequence in this movie where Mike Myers and Madonna just make out. There's no tongue, but there's like... They cut out their tongue. <laughs> they, just put... <laughs> they cut out their tongue to spite their mouths. That's cool. But there's a lot of like lips locked and lots of mm. pashing. And I feel like Mike's just really getting into it because he was just like, you know what, I want, I've got to make out with Madonna. I've acted with her before in Coffee Talk. I need to mm. make out. Do you with reckon this was the same episode? I hope not. I this hope would be was... too much. Imagine yeah. if that was on the same episode. That'd be too much. I'd be TV. a heavy hitter of a show. You've got Babs popping in. Yeah. You've got Moen and Garth. You've got, I mean, maybe some other stuff happening too. Madonna <laughs> okay. probably singing. Probably Lothar. <laughs> You've got the Lothar sketch, yeah. just so people can like go get a tea break later on and stay <laughs> for the commercials. Yeah, I, I like the sketch a lot, and me I think too. Madonna's really funny in it, and uh, it's a sexy sketch, and, and it I think makes it's me horny. Babe. Aged well as yeah. well, even though it's a parody of something very specific to this exact period <laughs> in time. I think that's still it's still yeah. exciting because it's so different from everything else on Saturday Night Live, where it's very staged and stuff. Yeah, I love it. It's good. Check it. Check it. It's great. Let's keep going. Uh, You're in such a rush. Stories. Why are you in such a rush? Oh, because I don't want this to be a three-hour-long podcast. Who gives that a people, shit? Someone's going to go crazy listening to this Mike Myers podcast <laughs> and just go like, oh, sorry, I can't do anything this week. I really destroyed my mind <laughs> listening to two dudes ask each other if they're horny and give a message <laughs> to the Prime Minister that took them three weeks to record. Look, this isn't for everybody. We know that. This mm. is for Myers heads, and yeah. I, we've got to stick together. Exactly. I'm, I really hope this podcast gets no listeners. <laughs> I hope it's just just for us and maybe five blokes. Yeah, I want to check the stats, and if it's around about 13, <laughs> I'll be happy. That's the money shot. <laughs> yeah. if, you, if it's 13-year-old, 13, 13 people, if they're 13 years old as well, that's cool. That's even cooler. Because it shows they care about history. Yeah. Theatre Stories is the next one. I really like this one. Yeah, it's funny. Because it play, it's just a roundtable BBC type show, panel show. Just old theatre losers just talking about <laughs> dumb theatre shit. This is a bunch of heavy hitters in the, yeah. in the sketch. Steve Martin. Steve Martin's in it. Mike, obviously. Dana. I think it's Jan Hooks. I, I think so. I can't remember who it, it is now. I wish we had recorded this <laughs> right after we watched it. Yeah, it's really I funny. Could... Um, 
And uh, I also, I remember when we were watching it that I stole a bunch of the dialogue from my MySpace about me mm. profile when I was a teenager. Yeah, it's funny to realize what a huge thing Mike Myers, because I know how big he is in my life, mm. but then when you're finding out like that it was really deeply ingrained in you cultivating your own personality as yeah. well, it's, it's that, uh, Some of the lines in it are just so like perfectly crafted that I remember going as a teenager, going, oh, that's really funny. I would love... For people to think that I made that up, yeah, and then stealing. Do you remember it. what it was? Oh, well, I remember. There's like two specific lines from it, but one of them is uh, is him saying, um, "I have been described as both Dionysian and unabashedly insane," which was just some weird thing that me and my friends used to say because we we're fucking comedy nerds. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I can't remember what the other one was. It was something. One of those things that Steve Martin says in this sketch. I think sketch. Steve Martin is so fucking hilarious in this sketch. Yeah. Because it starts out so perfectly where he starts telling the anecdote about theatre and acting that every single person on the planet knows, <laughs> which is like on the set of Marathon Man, um, the old dude from it, what's his name? Lawrence Olivier. Lawrence Olivier, the most famous actor of all time. Uh, talks to Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman's been up all night. He's like, oh, so I've been up all night to do this scene. And he says, why don't you try acting, my dear boy? Mm. <laughs> and then the, I was like, that's so like boring. I think yeah. that's because everyone's heard it before. Yeah. And then he keeps on going with it. With the weird <laughs> he, back like, and the forth. Like the weird back and forth. <laughs> it's like, well, why don't you shut up, you old fag? And stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Probably doesn't say fag, but um, I think he says, I think he does actually. Call he does. It, yeah. My, look. We're not breaking any ground here. Steve Martin is one of the all-time greats. He's one of my heroes. He is grade A, top shelf, comic talent, and I would say almost a perfect comedian, if not a perfect comedian. A perfect babe, perfect human. Because perfect he hasn't he hasn't aged. You you think he's a sexy babe? I think he's sexy because he hasn't aged. I think that's extremely mystifying. You think that that's sexy because it implies that he has the fountain of youth? I think so. And any man with a map is sexy. I think that's true. Cartography is cool, baby. We checked it. It's cool. And also Mickey Rooney, uh, played by Dana Carvey, is so funny too. Then I listened to some interview after we watched it as well, Mm. where Dana Carvey talks about how he worked with Mickey Rooney on a sitcom like before yeah, this happened. It was a sitcom. I think that they only shot like a few episodes. Mm. It might not have even gone to air. It was Mickey Rooney, Dana Carvey and someone else. Yeah. Mickey Rooney was playing his grandfather or yeah, something. Yeah, and he was just rude to him all the time <laughs> talking about how he was the biggest star in the world. And he said he would always make that noise that he made like a... <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Very odd. God, so funny. Just Mickey Rooney is the weirdest guy. He d- he died like three years ago or something. But it was just too old. He, yeah. he lived too much and he didn't get enough out of the... Sp- like, he wasn't in movies or anything, but he should have just been shied away from the spotlights. You know he was the biggest star in the world. I know that he... <sighs> okay. The world. That's, that sound makes me the opposite of horny. <laughs> that it's the sound of me. my dick being sucked into my body. Yeah, which that sound makes happen to me. But Maybe then, it's a call if it response. gets sucked in, it becomes a vagina. <laughs> that is make me horny again. Yeah, now see? I'm horny again. That's all it takes. But I remember on the um, Screen Actors Guild Awards, like in 2008 or something, when um, the writer's strike was on, mm. and it was they, all the award shows were happening at that time, and they couldn't 
they couldn't do bits and stuff. It had to be all just people talking because they they couldn't hire riders. It was on a rider strike. I mean, that's what it's called. Sure. And then Mickey Rooney went to present an award and he talked for maybe like eight minutes or something like that, just talking about his career. And my mum asked me like, oh, did Mickey Rooney get like the Lifetime Achievement Award? I was like, no, the guy just won't get off the stage. I don't think he presented the award either. That's so good. Yeah, and I don't think you can find it online because no one remembers except for me. Oh, man, I, 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 what, I love those old showbiz people that are still hanging around. And yeah. Then, I mean, you know, rest in peace, obviously, he's dead. But um, I, I love whenever there's like some old I reckon he's not crazy... resting in peace. I reckon he's wicked up there. I reckon he's turning he in his grave. Causing mischief up in heaven or hell, wherever he is. Yeah, he's a rascal, no doubt about exactly. it. Exactly, he can't be stopped. But I love it too. Check it. Check it, it's great. I think it's so funny. Next sketch. Mike Myers is funny in as well. We didn't talk about him, but it's just him doing it's a, a great British point. character. It's given. And he's got huge eyebrows. It's very funny. Do you know what the next sketch is? Um, is I it do. more sprockets? Nope. Oh, is it the <clears throat> hospital? Nope. No, I don't know then. A middle-aged man. A oh, <laughs> middle-aged man. Yeah, this one's kind of funny. We I don't know. It. It's kind of funny. <clears throat> yeah. You don't know? I mean, I think it's I remember we also working didn't it. Watch it we did start it. to skip it because we were getting bored. But um, I remember this one from when I was a kid, and I remember thinking it was funny. But mm. um, I don't know, just something about it really bored me this time. Yeah, around. it just goes for too long. Yeah, all the sketches go for so long, and yeah. they're like eight to eleven minutes long. Show some restraints. Just give me some of that one minute. To three-minute sketch goal. I mean, we live in the age of internet. College humor has revolutionized how sketches Thank work. Thank you so much. Adult Swim, 11-minute programming. That's, That's all we need. That's a whole show. Tim Middle-aged man. What are you doing? <laughs> Middle-aged man is the length of an Adult Swim show. Probably. It's got Alec Baldwin in it. He's fine. Yeah. Alec Baldwin, veteran SNL. He's fantastic. Yes, that stands for Saturday Night Live. Yep, Saturday. Excuse me, my phone. How many calls do you want to get during this? Well, that's the first one. Well, your dad called two weeks ago, whenever it was that we recorded this. (laughs) Forgot about that. (laughs) On Um, your birthday, which, by the way, happy birthday. Thanks, appreciate it. Um, Yeah, whatever, middle-aged man. I'm trying to figure out what I don't like about it that much now. Um, I think the look of Mike Myers makes me feel a bit uncomfortable in it. He's all hunched over. He's got like a little disgusting belly. I think the makeup work's fantastic in it. He's got that like slightly balding wig hair. Sure, a balding pate. Pate, pate. Let me say this about it. Um, again, similar to Simon, reaching for too many catchphrases mm. for my taste. I'm middle-aged man. He says that about 50 times. He's got a theme song yet again. Middle-aged man. Yeah, that's right. And he just like basically does taxes. Yeah, he's kind of a superhero, but he knows boring shit, basically. It's kind of that Mike Myers trait where he says a lot of very serious stuff in a funny voice. Yeah. Like, talking about how to do your taxes, how to lodge your tax file. And I think that is, in itself, funny. I think that is a funny premise, but it's just too long. Yeah. Cut it down. Cut it in half. Trim it. Cut it for air. Trim it like I trim my pubes. Do you reckon middle-aged man <laughs> trims his pubes, or do you reckon he's, he's let him go? That's a good question. I'm going to say let him go mm. as a character choice, but I like to think Mike trims. I'd love to know what his maintenance is. What's he packing down there? What's he got? Do you reckon he's got a big old D? I reckon Mike Myers has got a huge dick. I reckon. I reckon because he's so, he's so horny. <laughs> he's horny. Yeah, he is really horny. Uh, All right. We checked it. It's nah. okay. It's nah. It's I think nah. it's a nah. Yeah, all right. I'll give, I'll give, we'll it, a give nah. it a nah. Um, oh, then we've got the RAF hospital. 
Boo. This one fucking stinks. Yeah. This is so... This is always been one of my least favorite sketches. But I think as a kid, I pretended to like it because it's basically Mike Myers plays a Royal <laughs> Air Force pilot that tried to kill Hitler, but he gets bombed down. And... Um, he turns out he didn't kill Hitler. It's just like lots of pullback and reveals that all the stuff he's done is not good, didn't work out. Yeah, and they, I were, thought it they was... were feeding him good news to keep him alive while he was recovering, mm. and then now that he's fully recovered, they're going, "Oh yeah, you didn't actually kill Hitler. Also, you injured people on your own team. Yeah, you killed also, a I don't school love you and stuff and like blah, that. Blah. I'm actually married to Hitler. He's yeah. got three legs. I gave him your leg. Yeah, blah blah blah. And Rob Schneider plays Hitler, which says speaks volumes. Because he has committed as many atrocities. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> the animal's all right. The animal's all right. Yeah. If we checked it, it's okay. Even Juice Bigelow's all right. I think Juice Bigelow's funny. I, I remember the second one, um, I got excited for it because I rented it from the video store and it said on the cover... The Godfather Part Two of Bigel- Gigolo movies, and mm. I remember I had just seen The Godfather Two. I was like, oh, I get this reference now. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. very good. Yeah, yeah. I understood what it meant, mm-hmm. and it means this movie is very good, comparable to one of the greatest sequels of all time. Sure. And um, yeah, I think, I think it was okay. But anyway, guys, you can hear more about our thoughts on Rob Schneider's filmography on our spin-off podcast, Robbed for the Oscar. <laughs> Which will be coming out We've soon. got a lot of planned podcasts about different actors that we can do. So yeah. stay tuned. Don't worry about it. Yeah, We've this, got it covered. I think I pretended like as a kid because I was like, oh, I know who Hitler is. I know what history is. So that's it. Fucking nerd. Let's move on. I wanted to be impressive as a nerd. I hated it. Now we've got Dieter's Dream. This is the second to last sketch. And second to last, 10 to midnight or whatever they call that weird uh, sketch yeah. in SNL. It's the... It's the weird one. This is the weirdest one on here. And I think it is fucking awesome. I give it 10 out of 10. Me too. This might be my favorite one because it's so bizarre. It's yeah. basically Dieter from Sprockets is having a nightmare dream. And it's filmed like this awesome kind of Fritz Lang yep. uh, German expressionistic mm-hmm. horror movie where it's just like he's talking to a woman and she becomes a whore and then she becomes mm-hmm. a nun. And mm-hmm. then it goes to the electric company thing. Whore, nun, whore, whore nun. nun. And do you have any stories about whore nun? Well, I was in a band in high school called whore nun. Because <laughs> 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 me and my buddy Zach loved Mike Myers and we loved this DVD and we called our band whore nun. I think it's so cool. We got to get whore nun back together. I'm pretty sure we were only called whore nun for like a week. We went through so many names. One of them was the love potion. Um, I don't like that one. Hornun. Well, you um, went through Hornun And twice. we were also in one called Lofa. Lofa of we the Hill people? So many, uh, the, the Shakes. We had so many different names. I think Hornun is the best. Hornun's pretty great, but it didn't match our sound. That sounds like like a band like Tool would be called yeah. Hornun. No, or I reckon Silverchair or like something like um, like very suburban. Yes, That's suburban how I imagine grunge. it's very suburban. Kind of like, um, what's that guy? Ben Folds? Oh, yeah. I can imagine Ben Folds being called Hornun. Because if it's named after an Austin Powers, uh, Mike yeah, Myers, true, Austin Powers true, true. character, that's funny as hell. That is pretty funny. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I like this sketch a lot. It's really good. You know, you've seen, like, in recent years, recent-ish years, the Mighty Boosh have done this kind of thing mm. where they've tackled, like, fake German expressionist, fake kind yeah. of, like, even fake Fellini-esque kind of scary shit. Um, but Very this, surreal. This is, I don't know when this sketch would have been from. What do you reckon? Like early nineties, early nineties, like I reckon three to ninety four. Yeah. And it's um, 
it's really well directed. It's really funny. It it's looks like a short like film. What it's parodying. It looks like uh, Buñuel. Yes, it you does. Know, what's that movie called? Um, the uh, the one where the eye gets Andalusian sliced in half. Dog yeah. or whatever it's called. I'm gonna look it up. Um, yeah, it's something about Unshan Unshan Andalu. Yeah, yeah, it does look like that. And the acting in it's really funny. Phil Hartman has a small cameo in it. There's a sexy woman who's playing with a boob, and Mike Myers, I think, makes out with her. Or and I believe his uh, dick is replaced with the monkey. Yeah, which is pretty horny. Did that make you horny? No, but just the idea of dicks and boobs. Sometimes just thinking about sex does make you, in fact, horny, <laughs> which is kind of cool because it just shows that there's a plan out there. Yeah, yeah. It shows that God has a plan. And that plan is to get you to fuck somebody, baby. Yeah. That's the plan. God, look, God wants us to get laid. Okay? That's the truth. That is the truth. I think I just want this podcast to get me some fucking action, man. Yeah, I need yeah, this yeah. podcast to get me laid. Yeah, man. That's my whole mission in life is to get you late appreciate it appreciate it i hope my girlfriend listens to this one I hope day so just too. To, it works i'll fucking leave a itunes rating i'll rate it yeah 69 out of five <laughs> that's huge Get thanks boy we gotta do it i'm i'm dying for it you're full i'm horny baby Your dick is full to the brim <laughs> i'm spilling it if it tips over it's going to spill it's out. It's spill everywhere. Yeah. So anyway, this is a cool sketch. Yeah, I check it. It's great. I wonder, like, I think it's interesting that we watch it after the Wayne's World, the Madonna surrealist yeah, one yeah, as well. Because yeah. they're both kind of similar in that black and white kind of nightmarish yeah. quality about them. Because they're yeah. both dream sequences. They are. Have yeah, we unlocked similar. something here? Are we getting close to unlocking something? Mike Myers, he's a dreamer. I think he's a big thinker. He's mm. a philosophical chap. Yeah, philosophical. Phil Hartman. <laughs> Is there a connection? Rest in peace. Rest in peace. We're going to do a Phil Hartman series as well. Heart to heart. We're trying to bring him back from the dead, guys. That's <laughs> our mission with the Phil Hartman one. And the fi- the final sketch of the DVD. This the used to make me minds. laugh so much as a kid. How did you feel about it now? Well, it's called Japanese Game Show, so I feel a bit upset by it. You think it's a little problematic? I think it's problematic. Are we going to get Jezebel? I think we're... Mamma Mia, this is one problematic sketch. <laughs> like, it's just... um, I think back in the 90s... They I was were... on a very famous TV show. Bojack Horseman. Oh, okay. The I... few people who watch that yeah, show. Yeah, I've actually not seen it. it so oh, it's I'm wonderful. not into cartoons. I'm it's an adult. Wonderful. I'm an adult with a Mike Myers podcast, okay? <laughs> I'm very busy. Um, I think... Um, I think it's still pretty funny and I think back in the 90s this would have been ahead of its time because now I think it's so naff to make fun of how wacky Japanese culture is. Mm -hmm. You know, we've seen it on everything. The Simpsons is one example of such a thing. Mm -hmm. And But back in the 90s... It's the most successful version of that joke. Exactly. Maybe after this. You think this is better... I think so because Chris Farley sells the hell out of it. Chris Farley is so funny. I think everyone sells the hell out of it. Mike Myers. Mike's the host. You have a Japanese game show. He's speaking. They're all. One of the main gags of the sketch is that everyone is speaking um, unsubtitled Japanese. Yeah. Now, is it real Japanese? I don't know. No, I can't. Are they just making gibberish noises? Perhaps. Maybe. I'm willing to say. Most almost definitely. I'm gonna say Janine Garofalo definitely is. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember who played the other. Uh, Alec Baldwin. 
Blake Bolton. Wow. Yeah, he's great. He's yeah. definitely not speaking Japanese. No. Mike, maybe. Maybe? Because I know Mike speaks Cantonese. It's not out of the realm of possibility that he knows some Japanese. We know that he's a learned man with a passion for languages. Maybe he's he's put the hours in to get this. I'm sure that someone listening to this can just send us an email saying, no, this is a no, Japanese. This is, or, yes. this is racist. And mm. if... If so, I apologize and I'm bowing. You can't see it right now, but I am bowing. Cameron has his nose to the ground. I am humble before you. He is humble. I still stand strong, but I am weeping because of the amount of gratuity that he was showing. <laughs> I am weeping right now. There are pools of salty tears at Alexi's feet and I am sipping from them. He is lapping it up like a humble little puppy, okay? And I'm crying even more because of this because it's a beautiful image. The snowflakes are falling. It's beautiful. I'm wearing a robe. You guys... He's wearing a kimono. <laughs> Cameron is wearing a kimono. kimono. I'm sorry. Okay. But... Cameron has now taken it upon himself to rectify anything that Mike has done and fully embrace Japanese culture for himself. That's true. I love manga now. I love the sexy ones, especially. He All loves that. He <laughs> loves it so much. He is eating sashimi every single day <laughs> from now onwards. I don't even just get the teriyaki chicken. I get real <laughs> raw fish and I eat it with my mouth. I will eat California rolls no matter what. I love California rolls. I love avocado. Oh, avocado is so good. Avenavo. <laughs> I will. Um, but yeah, Farley is the funniest part of the sketch because he's the only one speaking English and he's so confused. He doesn't speak Japanese. Mm. He doesn't understand what's going on and he kind of lucks his way through this incredibly torturous and violent game show. It's yeah. a really funny idea for a sketch mm. that this non-Japanese speaking white person can just bluff their way through a really violent game and yeah. get out of it unscathed while everyone else is being... Like stabbed and dismembered around yeah. them. It's a great concept. I think it's very funny just because of everyone's commitment to the character. Like <laughs> I said, I think that's the funniest thing in the world is when someone does something bizarre mm. and they do not break. They just hold it and they keep on doing it. They <laughs> try real hard to make this sketch work. Yeah. And I think it does work. And it's quite violent. I always found it really upsetting when um, when um, Janine Garofalo has to slice her hand off. Because <laughs> yeah. she kind of just slices along the finger bones. Yeah. And something about that really gets to me. She like <laughs> saws her hand. And then uh, I'm pretty sure Baldwin does something equally grotesque. Yeah. Cuts himself in some other way. But on it, it's, it's very ballsy because the first like two minutes of the sketch are just people speaking Japanese or fake Japanese. Yeah. And there's no real laughs because it's not funny. Yeah. And then the first big laugh you get is like two minutes in when they get to Chris Farley and he just says, I don't speak Japanese. <laughs> and it gets a giant laugh yeah. because there's such a big build up to build it. Build up to it. And people just go like, what the hell is this that yeah. they're doing? Yeah. And then it's just like perfect realization that Chris Farley is playing this fat American slime ball. <laughs> Who somehow great. ended up on a game show yeah. where he doesn't understand how to play yeah. or what the rules or consequences are. Yeah. It's great. And I love how sinister Mike Myers is in this to Chris Farley, like mucking around with him. Yeah, he's and cheeky. Just really cheeky and just like never takes the smile off his face. Yeah. Even though he's just very ribbing this guy. Yeah. 
I want to know if he's speaking actual Japanese because that will change my feelings. I about think so sketch. too. I think so too. Because I remember the, one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life live. Not on a Saturday night. This was a Sunday night. Hmm. This was at the Fuck Club show, which was this weird alternative comedy show. A now defunct Sydney-based alternative comedy hero yeah. room. It was crazy. It was so much fun. Great Anything times. could happen. Anything could happen at this Anything show. Anything could happen and did. And did. This a uh, lot of crazy times. I won't say what they were, but some horrible if you guys want to hear happened. anything about what happened at Fuck Club, you can tweet at either of us and we'll tell you some personal stories. We, we will tell you. We at it. We went to it. We've done it all. We've done it all. Anyway, continue. But the best thing I ever saw there was Dave Eastgate performed uh, in Japanese entirely for a whole show. Um, and he lived in Japan. He was speaking real Japanese. He lived in Japan for years. And he knows he, the language. Yeah, knows the culture. Yep. And he just played this Japanese character who was emceeing, who was just a very positive, sweet comedian. <laughs> and it was just all about understanding the body language mm-hmm. and just and the tone of picking voice. up tone of voice and cues. And it was just getting huge laugh. I think it was one of the best comedy things I've ever seen in my entire life. And it wasn't like he was doing a parody of a Japanese person. Like he was being a white person speaking Japanese. Mm. But... Um, yeah, he just committed to it for like two hours. Just yeah. didn't say a word of English for two hours and introduced people, did all the classic stuff that an MC would do. Like really lame jokes and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> but in Japanese, he crowd work in Japanese, like yeah. bombed, allowed himself yeah. to bomb and then oh. get the crowd back on side. It was stuff. incredible. Yeah. And it really reminds me of this sketch, like that kind of thing. Yeah, like really positive. Someone who's really positive in the face of mm. um, like danger yeah. or, or failure. Yeah. Hey, that's it. We're going to check it. What are we going to say? I'm going to... I love it. I'm still going to say it's good, this sketch. I'm still going to say it's good. I just think it's such a strong concept. Me too. And I think the... It's maybe has some problematic issues now, Mm -hmm. but I think just the commitment to the character and the fantastic performances from everyone involved, Mm. spot on performances, saves it. Spot on. Spot on. Spock on. Star Trek. Coming to theatre soon. <laughs> I love it. Good job. Checked it. It's great. Hey, we checked it. We checked every single sketch on this best of. Yeah. And they were all pretty good. There was a couple that weren't good. Yes. And we said that we'd go back if it was inconclusive throughout them. But I think because this one's individual sketches, we've concluded that some sketches are good, some sketches are bad. Hey, that's what SNL is, baby. That's SNL, huh? Yeah, baby. And well, that's SNL. Overall... What are we going to give this SNL Best of Mike Myers DVD? This is probably still one of my favorite DVDs of all time. I think this is the best, best of Saturday Night Live that there is. Yeah. There's some other great ones, like the Will Ferrell one is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alec Baldwin one's pretty good. Sure. But I think this is by far the best one. Well, I'm going to have to agree with you. It's great. I, I, get, I check it. It's good. Wow. We got through we our first it. episode. We got through it. The Myers curse nearly took us down, but we made it. Hey, well, I think we broke the Myers curse as well. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't get too soon. I, I, know, think... I know you're excited. Yeah. Well, I think we did because we started this podcast and then we got hampered up in the curse itself, but then we've worked through it. I um, made an extravagant purchase as well that I think may have been the thing that broke the curse. And then we find out that we're going to be getting a new Mike Myers movie. Mm-hmm. They, this just in, it came out today or yesterday, mm-hmm. as we're recording this, that Mike Myers will be starring with Simon Pegg in the new movie. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. I don't know what it's going to be like, because I'll say this much, Simon Pegg's movies outside of his collaborations with Edgar Wright and J.J. Abrams, most often 
not I love great. Paul. I think Paul is one of his best okay, movies. Okay, Paul's, Paul's good. I think it's really good. We Paul's checked good. it, it's good. <laughs> but, but a lot of the other ones I don't love. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm not... Stick with JJ, stick with Edgar, stick with Nick, please. But maybe hang out with Mike, see how it goes. Well, maybe they're going to bring it back because I think this is like a nice um, little soft opening to Mike Myers. A little soft opening. Okay. To get him back on the screen. He's pairing up with someone that has probably been inspired by his work mm-hmm. and... Maybe not as inspired as we are to create a whole podcast dedicated to the guy, but to start a very successful career of his own, in his own right. And I think this is a nice little soft way to get people start talking about Mike Myers again. Go, hey, wasn't Mike really funny in that Simon Pegg flick? Yeah. Wasn't he really funny in it? Oh, and they start drumming up interest in Mike's own properties. Maybe make a Lothal the Hill People movie or something hey, like but that. But you know what? Apparently, Jay mm-hmm. Roach has been blabbing. Yeah, he's been talking, as of yesterday, in fact, he's been talking about uh, Jay Roach and Mike Myers are still considering another Austin Powers sequel. Mm-hmm. So Austin our, 4. Our mission is starting to work a little bit, but I also think this is baloney. I don't want to talk about it too much because mm-hmm. it's just on an interview, Jay Roach probably ran out of shit to talk about. It's just like, <laughs> oh, guys, they probably didn't recognize who he was. So mm-hmm. like, oh, you guy that did Game Change, he did the campaign or whatever. It's like... Yeah, guess what else I did? I made Austin Powers, the trilogy. One of the greatest franchises of film history. And I'll tease you. I'll, make an, I'll say I'm going to make another one. Because they probably didn't realize who he was, that he was one of the most important cinematic forces in comedy. someone was interviewing him but didn't know who he was, so he lied. No, he didn't lie, but I think it's just like they're always talking about stuff like that. Yep, yep, like for the last two decades, they've been talking about making Ghostbusters 3. Yeah, they've been well, dangling it in front of. Fans. Well, maybe that's what we can do. We can wait another twenty years, and then they'll finally make another Austin movie, but it'll be gender swapped, and we'll get a lady mm. Austin for once in our lives. For once, we've got to get Austin Powers Thank or Jane you. Austen Powers. I'd love to see that Jane Austen Powers versus zombies. That would be cool. Better than this one if we just get Mike Myers to play all the characters in it. Well, why not? Why not? Why not? A gender-swapped one with what Mike if, playing all women. Okay, this is the pitch for Austin Powers 4 from us. <laughs> Jane Austen Powers versus Zombies and or whatever. and it's ba- Or just Jane Austen Powers or something mm-hmm. like that. And Mike Myers plays Austin Powers and he's like, oh, I need to go back in time again because that's what Austin Powers does, baby. Sure. He wants to go back to the groovy 60s. But then he actually goes too far in time. He goes back to the Jane Austen era. Wow. And then he becomes Mr. Darcy and he gets shags up. He shags her. He shags, he shags, he shags her. her. He shags her rotten baby. Oh, no. Yeah. Then he has to marry her. Yeah, he, well, I mean, that's not what he's about. He's been married once and then she was a fembot. So. That's true. Yeah, so I think that's cool. Maybe that's is a good one, Jane Austen Powers. Maybe Wait, it's good. He Maybe shags it's really through history. Not good. I think it's kind of good. You think you want to see Austen shag his way through history? Uh, that would be funny. <laughs> Just him shagging all these famous people in history, like shagging Victoria Cleo. Beckham, Victoria Beckham. I want to see Austen Powers fuck <laughs> close fights. <laughs> that's within the realm of possibility. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I want to see him fuck David Beckham. But that's just me. Yeah, I reckon Austin Powers should be I want him to gay. bend Beckham like Beckham. <laughs> I want him to bend him over. Yeah. Um. Cool. Hey, before we wrap up, I feel like we're wrapping up. Sure. Do you think this Austin Powers movie is going to happen? No. I reckon, the, I reckon it could happen. 
and but a lot of the comments on this, I'm watching reading it on the slash film boards, and <laughs> it's just a lot of people kind of saying "ooh no" <laughs> and stuff like that. But um, also, it could be cool if they did a parody of the new James Bond films. Or the Jason Bourne films, like that more yeah. that more gritty spineless. No, I don't want to see that. We want Austin for what he is. Camp, sexy, horny, and cool. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, we're gonna close up now. I just wanna I want you to close your eyes, Cameron. Because right. I said I broke the I broke the Mike Myers curse. Mm-hmm. And I think it was because I I bought us a little gift for this podcast. I feel like we've been safe ever since I bought this gift from the curse. Okay. And we need to make this part of the pause. I close My your eyes. eyes. I close. I am bowing still. I am wet from the tears from your face earlier. There's something on my head. What have you put on my head? Okay, Can I open, open my your head? eyes. <laughs> I'm wearing one too. Sad. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get these from? I bought them from eBay. Do you want to describe what All they right, are? So Alexi has bought both of us two... Austin Powers, <laughs> the spy who shagged me, caps. They and they're are, official. They are official. They are. <laughs> they are official. They're New Line Home Video <laughs> branded on yeah. the inside tag. They are embroidered with a flower on the back with the New Line logo. Yeah, I've got a pink one with yellow, yellow logo and yellow writing. Mine is the gender swapped yes. version of that. Um, and they have the official Austin Powers trademarked logo on the front. And they've got a leather strap, a genuine leather a strap. genuine leather strap, which is good because I'm a sensible adult man. I like yep. leather belts, leather shoes, and leather straps on my yeah. snapbacks. Yeah, that's true. And this is actually the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so is this the extravagant purchase that this you made? This is the extravagant purchase that I made. And it's <laughs> extravagant because uh, I spent almost $90 <laughs> buying these two <laughs> baseball caps. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Wow. Well, they it's also a good look buy. cool. I think they look good. I think I feel like <laughs> Mac DeMarco. I feel pretty yeah. fucking hip and nice. I right I've now. worn this a few times since I bought it, and <laughs> I love it. Yeah, just around the streets and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is oh, this, this is, awesome. is the this is I'm what we have to wear for the podcast. Yeah, this is our official podcast uniform now. This yeah. is very exciting. We've got to wear these baseball caps. Hey, guys, you've been listening to the first episode of Mike Check. Thanks for listening in. If you want to buy your own um, <laughs> Austin Powers <laughs> baseball caps, look it up on Google and eBay. There was also a full Austin Powers Spy Who Shaked Me kit that I almost bought, which was a backpack, one baseball cap, and uh, four Austin Powers figures. <laughs> Wow. Like really detailed toys. It was like 120 bucks. Oh, it's a steal. Yeah, convention bike. Two hats separately from two different countries to try to get them to arrive around the same time. Yeah, it's a pretty good deal. <laughs> thank you so much for my gift. I love it. Yeah. And thank you so much for listening to Mike Check. Tune in again. Next time we're going to be talking about Wayne's World. Wayne's World, the first movie. You can find this on iTunes, I believe. You mm-hmm. can see it on iTunes. Um, you probably own it on DVD. I feel like it's a movie that everyone owns on DVD. Yeah. And it's directed by the great Penelope Spheris. Mm, wonderful director. She's fantastic. Uh, you can tweet at us. Uh, I'm at I am Cameron James. I am at This Is Alexi. And uh, give us your thoughts about Mike. And if you're stuck with us for this whole two hours, yeah, good, good on, on you. Yeah. And there is plenty more to come. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a little kissy. Thanks for doing that. Yeah. Um, let us know of what you thought of these sketches as well. I want to find out what people think about Mike out there. <laughs>
I want to know what the public reaction is. Me too. So that's it. That is episode one of Mike Check. Guys, thank you so much for listening to it. We've recorded a bunch of these episodes. They're going to be coming out week by week. This is our passion project. I'm so proud of this show. The next few episodes that are coming out are absolute rippers. Some of the best stuff we've ever recorded. Really funny and also pretty insightful. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this with your friends. This seriously is our passion project. I'd love to get the word out there about Mike, Check, and... Just Mike Myers in general. Please give us five stars on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. And in your review, what I'd love from you guys is somewhere in your review, pitch to us what you think our next super-specific actor-based concept for a podcast should be. Give us the title and give us the concept. For instance, it could be... Checking if Ben Stiller movies are still good with Stiller Good. Or... Adam Sandler movies with Enter Sandman. Or uh, Plumbing the Depths of Hell, where we'll be watching the worst Johnny Depp movies. If you put one that's super great, we will record a bonus episode using that as the concept of the show. I don't want to give away too much, but we've literally already recorded one based on one of the ones that we've riffed during these podcasts, and it is a freaking corker. Share this with your friends. Like us on Facebook at Mike Check with Cameron James and Alexi Toliopoulos. Uh, we're going to be posting some cool stuff there. You can follow us on Twitter at MikeCheckPod. Uh, and let us know what you think, guys. We're so excited to be getting this out to you. Thank you so much for listening. And um, yeah, I love you so much. It's my check. It's my check. The podcast that Mike buys. And clear. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.